Okay, um, the next band asked me to read this. Caution, the Surgeon General of Rock warns that viewing this next band is equal to 29 orgasms. Here they are, Tenacious D. Upon my faithful steed Then we're gonna ride Gonna smoke some weed Climb upon my Big ass steed And ride 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 Y'all must be drinking I was literally shocked. Yeah, 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 yeah. There he is. <laughs> Dude, I love Jim Carrey. <laughs> what? Doug's back. There was no Jim Carrey in there. Wasn't that Jim Carrey in the beginning? No. Tenacious no. D. Oh, right. Will, Will Ferrell. No. Uh, uh, stop. Uh, Doug's back, everyone. <laughs> We've got him back, folks. Uh, uh, oh, I'm, I'm it's tired. It's good to all be back, though. I'm tired. <laughs> I mean, I feel like... I was, bet you're tired. Uh, two, two, two big vacations in a three-week period was a little ambitious on my part, I believe. Why don't you tell everybody where you were? Well, I was in the... Oh, you me? I was at the office. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was in the Bahamas. Of course, I already talked about that. And then oh, yeah. uh, left a week. It uh, feels like two years ago. I left and went down. Uh, I ended up, we'll talk about it later, but I ended up in the Keys unexpectedly and then came back to the Everglades. And I was in the Everglades for four days, huh? five days. How do you get then, the Keys unexpectedly? Yeah, I just we got, fell we got asleep segments. We got a scheduled <laughs> yeah, show. It took here. the wrong exit. No, nah, <laughs> yeah, well, there's only kept two. on going. It splits. It's really confusing. <laughs> there's got this a, giant sign that splits on Highway 1. I've got in segment three is Mike's trip. What's okay. this? Ten segment Miami three, we're not, we're not jumping into mine. We're not, we're not jumping into mine yet, but uh, this is, that, that's enough of a teaser. It might not ever sound like this thing's organized, but it's somewhat organized. Yeah, we actually have a list, like a set There's list. an outline. Yeah. Doug, did you bring any thoughts today? I, I, I brought a lot of thoughts, but okay, before we well, we'll get there, there. No, that's, in, that's in Doug's thought. Uh, yeah, we've got a column just for Doug's thoughts. I really <laughs> do feel bad that Will is the only one of the crew that did not go to the Bahamas this year. That's true. Yeah, true. he went to Costa Rica, played with monkeys, oh, and caught yeah. rooster fish. He's not. I didn't catch no rooster fish. You were fishing. I played with monkeys. <laughs> they went rooster fish. No sail fishing. Sail, they were sail fishing. Get uh, then we had girls get on the boat. We want to go fishing. We want. Oh, it's too rough. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> 
No roosterfish. <laughs> Didn't you buy some dip while you were down there, too? Oh, no. Uh, he, he almost oh, bought yeah. cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> so, Doug, I kind of gave him the update on your on your wedding, Bahamas, the yeah. same week that he was in the Bahamas, too. So we kind of had yeah. a double Bahama thing. But you're a married man now. Blood time. Yeah, yeah. Mama, we there. Yeah, Mom, we're, we're here. <laughs> um, so... You're a married man now. Yeah, I am. I've a got, month. You, today's like your anniversary, isn't it? I got jewelry. That ring looks a little big. Wasn't it, wasn't it the 18th? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the uh, 19th, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, I yeah. He only man. made it a month. He done forgot oh, his anniversary. I, I got there the ni- 18th. I What's think. the it was, day? It's 19th. the 19th. Yeah, see, I knew, I knew that. Yes, that's right. That's correct. Yes, that's right. That's correct. Month, month anniversary tomorrow, buddy. God. I thought it's today. I thought we just said it's today tomorrow. Today is the 19th. Today, today is the 19th. Oh, so it is Come today. On. Yeah, it oh. is today. And he's here with us like mm-hmm. where he should be. That's right. Um, and and you had a weekend, you had a birthday this weekend. Yeah, I did. So what happened after I left Saturday? I, I left at about 7.30, I think. Pretty much the party ended. Everyone went home. And did they really? Everyone stopped drinking. Absolutely not. Oh, yeah. no <laughs> sarcasm. The Doug, did you send me a te- did you send me a text inviting me to this party? Yes, I did. Because I honestly don't remember. I was literally up to my <laughs> neck in boxes and orders. I al- nobody I also, had been working except for Will. I also. Oh my god! No, my god! That was busy as hell. I also invited you on the actual birthday, which was the fourteenth on uh-huh. Thursday. No, That's what he got. It was yeah. crickets. Yeah, that was not that was not I trying to avoid you. No, no, I figured you were. No, and Will and I yeah. actually did have a discussion. If like you're busy, if you are literally busy, and you, you get a group text of four or five people, you, you rely not, you, on yeah, this. I others. rely on that okay. to move. And yeah. there's a chance right. you may never reply, and then you get two more texts, and you, you forget about focus. that. Text. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta put it aside. Yeah, you gotta be like, okay, yeah. I only have this much capacity in yeah. my. Head. To be fair, I mean, right. I know we all use group texts to the max because I feel like I have like I, six of the group texts. I overdo. It. I hate group texts. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, know. I, mean, I love them because you can rely on the other people. I, sometimes I don't have to yeah. text back. Is yeah. there a way to yeah. leave? There the, is. The I have left them. <laughs> you know how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I do. But the, uh, you know when I leave them is when a group text turns into two people having a glorious conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I have nothing to do with. Like, there's definitely no room for me in these conversations. <laughs> I'm out. I've uh, been guilty of that a few times. Uh, the group text, yeah. Um, oh, man. So when I got back, which I'll tell my story. Actually, I'll, I'm going to talk about it this segment. But uh, I will oh fast forward. Uh, yeah, I will fast forward, though, to uh, let's see. What's going on with this music playing in the background? It's not playing. It's not playing. That's it's not playing. With it. We need some background music. So when I got back, oh my word. midnight, Friday night. So Saturday I was pretty much, yeah. Not disaster. Just there's no point. You're laying in bed watching. uh, So TV. You were having fun. So I'm flicking through the channel. I think we went to breakfast that morning. Got back about eleven. Got back in bed, just being lazy watching TV. You're flicking or flipping? I'm I'm sitting and (laughs) smoking and watching. Turns out though, (laughs) flicking. So (laughs) so I'm flipping through, and next thing you know, I come across a movie I've never seen before, and like this is a perfect moment to watch it. God, this isn't King of Kong again, is it? Purple <laughs> Rain. Oh, <laughs> I have never seen Purple Rain. Oh, and I figured Lord. today is the day. Dude, and I watched the day. it. And it was amazing how ever. bad it was. <laughs> oh, but it's such a good movie. Stop uh, laughing at me. I never want to see rain, Prince on a, on a motorcycle rain. again. That was the oh, worst. He's so experience. little. He's a yeah, tiny he little man. Yeah. And he goes, don't get my seat wet. Uh, Wait, does he really say uh, that? Yeah, he goes. He turned around real quick at her and goes, "Don't get my seat wet." 
I don't get it. <laughs> well, Doug, she don't want to get we'll tell excited. you between breaks. It's I'm leather. Like, she's going to get all excited. <laughs> you, just, you just don't go out and get leather wet. Wait, who, no, is, he, no. who is he talking to? Oprah Winfrey. Uh, the chick, uh, <laughs> Annabelle. Her name's like that Annabelle. Was, that was the color of purple. That's color, color purple. purple. <laughs> <laughs> I got my purple movies wrong. Wait, wait, wait. Was it raining? <laughs> it was raining. Well, it she had jumped in the water. He told her she had to jump in the water before but she But it's a could, double like, entendre. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like wet, like, hey, sexual kind of. It was. That's the double entendre. That's the double. That's the second part of the entendre. Second part of the double entendre. There. Wasn't Steven Seagal in that movie? <laughs> I'm sure he was somewhere. <laughs> he had to be somewhere. He killed six people with a credit card. <laughs> I did see him kill like five guys with a credit card in one of his movies. Like, it was oh, like, sure, like, yeah, no, he had like he was using like a knife. He was, was he it, split what? it half and he was like doing karate knife fighting, but cutting people's jugulars with a credit card. Was, like, it, was it Glitter Man? <laughs> no, it was the one about fire or something. It was fire. like a, fire. It was, it was, it was Steven like, Seagal in the one about fire. Did, fire all of his movies below. have something. Yeah, they, uh, they that had was the one on the battleship. That was Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> they got into that knife fight with the Tommy Lee Jones uh, at the end of that one. What are you doing with a credit card on a fucking submarine? Well, that was a different movie. It was this one? He was like a you sheriff. Out in the Petty movie. Cash. Gotcha. <laughs> Petty Cash. <laughs> they, uh, there was a story of a guy on Saturday Night Live that Stephen Seagal came by and hosted, and uh, the guy walked in his Stephen Seagal's dressing room. Stephen Seagal like bust out of the bat, and he goes, "I just read the greatest <laughs> script ever written." <laughs> and he goes, oh, really? Who wrote it? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, uh, anyone see, like anyone seen any music lately, or got any new bands they're listening to? Uh, no, uh, that's a good question. Actually, yeah. So, Wilds could do a lot better job of talking about this than me. But uh, apparently, the new Sturgill Simpson album is amazing. Uh, I haven't heard it yet. I've seen yeah. it. No. Is it? Can you buy it? Buy yeah, it? Or is yeah, it like a pre-sale? No. Thing? With it, money? It, it came out with, with real with real money. <laughs> With a broken credit card. <laughs> no. So, okay. Well, I need yeah. to get that. Uh, I'm going to see Houndmouth oh. next week. Ooh. I'm going with you. You are? Yes. Okay, cool. I thought. I'm that, glad you remember that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going you to that Spoleto thing, the, the, the uh, oh, finale yeah. of the Spoleto. Yeah, you oh. love You love the Daniel Rayliff. Rayliff. Yeah. 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 And the Night Sweats. Oh, the Night Sweats. I'm going to go watch awesome I got my tickets album. already lined up for that. So. Oh, I'm actually going to the Alabama Shakes this weekend. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah, nice. For their 52 minute set. Yeah, thirteen exactly. songs, fifty-two minutes. Bought Jesus. tickets to the uh, Tedeschi Trucks and St. Simons very with nice, uh, Jason nice. Isabel opening for them. Ooh, Isabel? Yeah, that's right. Isabel, 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 Isabella. Dude, have y'all ever seen that hey, dr- drive-by? That drive-by truckers documentary is amazing. There's a couple oh, of them. There's no, a couple of them. Yeah. The one where the guy followed him for six years. Actually, you are the one who gave it to me. Oh, you have it? Yeah. Okay. And I'm still, yeah There's Brian. a Wilco one that's really good. Oh, I'd like, yeah. I'd like the, the first I'd like to see one. all of yeah, these. The first one. I'd like to see all these. Live that's at the 40 watt for the truckers is the best oh. one. <laughs> I was there for that. I was there too. We were both there. Guys, we y'all, so, both there. y'all should kiss. Yeah, just, should. just get it together. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. A I mean, lot truckers of just means romance. Oh, yeah. It's truckers. Solid romance songs. Man, man, mance. Um, so, so, Doug. Yeah. You've been fishing lately. Yeah. <laughs> I have too, but not around here. I got lucky. I got lucky yesterday. Um, 
Well, talk to talk to the people. Let so the uh, he got, sounds like he got lucky. <laughs> yeah, I heard that part. That's so, it. Wilds sends me a text and he goes, "Hey, look, you Wilds. know, weather looks amazing. We're gonna have a flood tide. wasn't, wasn't really predicted. Running high. Why is that? Is it because the wind was blowing so much, or what? Because if it's push, if it's pushing know. out of the west, if you yeah. get any kind of east wind, something pushing yeah. in. Well, we oh yeah, for sure. But we don't want to talk about predicted versus actual. Oh, we're not supposed to talk about that. People get upset when we. So secret. He he's like okay. Okay, he's like, grab your paddle board and be over here. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa my paddle board. He's okay. like, yeah, 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 we're going to paddle this. I love that the guy that builds boats for a living calls you yeah. up and says, Look hey, bring a paddle board. I don't have a boat. So. I think he's, uh, <laughs> let, let's go ahead and change well, it to, to builds a boat. He like, builds a boat. There's like two boats in the yard. Builds boat. I mean, he's yeah. just he just really uh, wants to. So, so Wiles is an amazing surfer, if y'all didn't know that. So he's very comfortable on these boards. So I go over there. We 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 jump in his 1983 Chevy Silverado pickup truck. Have you guys seen this thing? Uh-uh, so so far, it's just like a clip out of like an 80s. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So we're yeah. So we go. So far, it sounds like a Howard Brothers ad or something. So and it know. was uh, it was it was awesome. I mean, I honestly. Where'd y'all launch? Where'd y'all put in? Somewhere off the Wando. Okay. And I did not expect to catch anything to the degree that I actually tied on one of Brighton's. Gigantic gurglers. Have you seen these things? Yeah, I've I mean, seen it looks like huge. a cannonball hitting the water, right? And um, we paddled for a while, paddled for a couple of miles, saw some tails. We finally got into a patch where we started seeing them really consistently. I had a really nice fish and uh, laid that thing out there. And I mean, the hate and fury in this fish's <laughs> eyes when he came out of the water after this thing. It was. Uh, did it, what? Did he it actually awesome. get it, or did he miss it? No, he got it. He oh, pulled. Nice. He pulled me around for a couple of minutes. I mean, literally. It was well, like so I was on. It's like well, I had a trolling motor on. Little redneck sleigh ride. So you got into some fish. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, nice man. Yeah, I saw the tide when we came back uh, Sunday night. Whenever yeah. yes, Sunday night, I was driving back, towing the rig, and you know, been on the road for like twelve hours or whatever. Right. And we came over. Um, buddy lives on John's Island, so we came over that Stone River Bridge, yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. full, man. It was, yeah, it was big. It was fishable, but I was. Big. I had the boat even hooked up, but I was, you know, I had no mindset to be putting, be putting boats in water at that point in time. I was pretty tired. You know what was really cool about the paddleboard thing, though, is that we were paddling across spots. That I was looking down and thinking, well, this might be a little too deep. And then I thought, well, Jesus, if I was standing in a flat boat, I would. There's no way we'd even be in here. Yeah, yeah. You'd I mean, probably get in like four inches of water. Yeah, so there were literally fish we found tailing in spots that I promise you you would not see in a boat. That's cool. I mean, it's, it's so does really Wiles cool. do this often, or is there something he's going to start doing? No, he often? he definitely does it often because the place he took me to, there's no way you would go if you didn't know your way around. Cool. Um, it was it was definitely out there. It was very very cool. Well, let's well, um, so go get a paddleboard. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't fished around here in a while. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, got a couple announcements. We are helping Todd at Toey Boats to the Muskie Tournament in McMinnville, Tennessee, oh, yeah. May 12th, 13th, and 14th. I don't know if he's still accepting applicants or people to uh, be a part of that tournament, but I'm sure he is. So we're going to be doing that. We're, we're working on a tournament shirt for that along with Costa Patagonia and Todd at Toey. Toey Boats, Skiffs, pretty cool little boats. Check them out. Yeah, uh, they're awesome. If you're into cool stuff. And uh, and I guess uh, we got later on in the show, we got old Calhoun Vanderhorst coming back. No, yeah. Really? Yeah. The one up. Yeah, we, he started a travel company, and he he's doing something in town. He's in town now? Yeah. 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 Everybody, oh, man. So we've him. also, we've got... Uh, we're going to also get on the line with Alex from Bonefish Tarpon Trust. Nice. She's a friend of ours. She's going to kind of just fill us in on the 
latest Cummings stuff they've been doing. Yeah, um, we're not going to get into total science mode with her, but just kind of get some general. Damn, I know. Well, I know. <laughs> we'll we'll have some really brought interesting slide rule and everything. Odalith production yeah. of I got ten bucks. Really it goes into the sugar thing. It's all ball bearings. We're no, also, no, we also not. got a little fun with audio with the fish hawk. Uh, we actually. Will and I prepared this a couple weeks ago and forgot to play it on the last one. So we're going to mess with those guys. We like messing with the Fishhawk. Uh, and uh, when we get back, I'm going to talk about uh, my permit trip to Mexico. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, we are. Calhoun. We're going to get into some Calhoun and some fun with uh, audio. So we'll I'm be back, we'll be back in a second. Calhoun has some permit stories. I guess so, man. I didn't think we were having him back. but That's okay. He's in town. We'll yeah, man. In. Whatever. Are these hovercrafts? <laughs> this portion of the Barely Live brought to you by Channel 31's Movie of the Week. Trouble comes to town. You hear it? Trouble is just around the corner. Let's see a little clip from Trouble Comes to Town. You know about that colored man saving my life in the war? Well, he's got a kid. Expecting to live with me. My home. In your house? I won't have that boy in our house. Blacks and honkies don't live together? I got to do it. Just in time for election season. So come check it out. Trouble Comes to Town. This Thursday, 8.30 on Channel 39. Back to you, boys. Now, it's here. The excitement, the adventure of a new force at breakfast. We'll call them C-3PO's. New C-3PO cereal from Kellogg's. Twin rings, phase together. For two crunches in every double O. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. Now you can experience the taste of Kellogg's C-3PO's. A crunchy new force at breakfast. May the force be with you. Going, we had a little wrinkle neck mules rocking there. Yeah, we did. Yeah, love that. That's another great band, by the way. That's it. Can't hate them boys. No, Howler Brothers. Me and you went and saw Wrinkle Neck Mule Show at Poor House, like just randomly on like a Tuesday. Me and Paul did. We were like the only people there. It was really odd because they're not usually like that. Yeah, it was like a random Tuesday. It was like, yeah. I I was there, wasn't it? I don't think so. No. I, oh, no. What it was is he did show up, him yeah. and Wilds, but yeah. they left before the Wrinkle Neck Mules came on. We we had some beers out on the back patio. Uh, I left early? Yeah. Well, there's a surprise. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> because there was a long wait between the openers. Yeah, there was a big long yeah, wait. Me and Paul yeah. were the only two that stuck yeah. around for the actual show. Remember Chase's voice was messed up, too. He had yeah, like a, he was real. He goes, Paul, can you come over here and sing? I'm like, I don't really know the songs. <laughs> <laughs> he was real rough up, man. He sounded all right when he started singing, but he, he was talking. He could barely talk. He was talking like this. So if you boys ever listen to this, how you do? Rick Wittenbreaker out there. Love you, too. Yes. See that rhyme? It rhymed and all. That was beautiful. Um, so, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, permit. Ter- well, sorry, I'm getting distracted over here. Will's doing some crazy stuff. But uh, so I just got back from Punta Allen, Mexico. Yeah. Palometa Club, the trip I host every year. Uh, and we're actually going to do a flood tide hosted trip next year, oh, April yeah. 21 through 28. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, so what that means basically is we're it's we're gonna have a few more people than we usually do, and it's a hosted trip. That means so far Will and I are gonna go. Hopefully Doug can go. Yes, I'm there. Um, and I think we can take up to twelve people total. So you hear looking, that, guys? Twelve people. So might get ready. Limited slots. Limited yeah. slots. So we're looking to get a good group of guys. We've always had a good group of people, and I think we've got some return people from the trip. I usually do. Yeah, and uh, and Mexico's safe. Listen, don't believe what yeah. they're telling you. Only a few people didn't make it back this year. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, and they're the, the ones odds that, are pretty good. They're the, the ones odds. that deserved it anyway. Uh, yeah. So we usually go on the heels of this uh, Palometa Club uh, permit tourney that has a bunch of sponsors, just to name a few. Country Pleasures out there in Calgary. Mike's always down there fishing. Hatch reels. Sage. Uh, Sage Patagonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's t- there's a bunch of them. Uh, Flood Tide Company. Boom. Yeah. So uh, what they do, basically it's a fundraiser for the education system there in Punta Allen, Mexico, which is a really cool little village town of yeah. really great people, uh, very personable. They love American travel, people, or tourists, and very, uh, very good folks, and their whole income is based on the tourism industry and then the lobster season. So right. this tournament helps raise a little, just a little extra money for uh, – the school system there so every little bit helps yeah it's cool to be a part of and we we came down the day after the tournament this year fishing was tough they had an 11 fish day right before we got there of course yeah so tournament i mean permit fishing is already tough uh you see a lot of fish in ascension bay and you're usually fishing anywhere from two to four feet it's not a lot of classic like keys tailing fish or honduras tailing you right. do see some tailing fish but it's mainly schools of fish that are zigzagging, cruising. You're looking for pushes. You're yeah, looking for yeah. flashing fish. It's a lot of fun. You put the fly in front of their face. They turn, and they usually follow the fly, and they usually eat it or they don't eat it. That's right. kind of right. how this fishing is compared to, like, keys fishing. Um, Where they but, can walk up and tail up on a fish for, like, five minutes. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so uh, go, it's awesome. It's a great lodge. Sad. It's a world-class destination. Great people that own it, Dick and Kay. <laughs> great group of people that are usually with us. And the guides are awesome. You're fishing out of Pangas, and it's an eight-hour day of great sight fishing for permit. It's a lot of fun. And uh, if you need any info, just email us um, for going. I mean, as far info as... Info at floodtideco.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah, PP. Puckett, so P. Puckett at floodtideco.com. And as far as our trip goes, like I said, it was tough. I caught one small fish. I had three or four big fish. 
just follow the fly for what seemed to be 40 to 50 feet, just never ate. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> our, our, you know, you got to lean. Permit. You got to follow. You got to look. Oh, but uh, it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, Can't cut the funk. <laughs> Mike Gifford had two days where he caught three each, of course. What? Yeah, man. Wait, tell me about that. So he's just, he has 110 on his docket. Wow. Jesus. There's the gurgler. Play that again, Will. That was, Dude, that was Doug. That was Doug the gurgler. I'm telling you, there's just something about that. So uh, I don't have any crazy stories. You got there's an f- interesting little road that you have to take. Have you ever been down to Tulum and gone past Tulum? Which Tulum is a really cool little place. If you got a little lady and want to do a little fishing, go to the Tulum uh, Mine Riviera. Good place. And you take this road that goes on forever, man. It's like craters, earth moon craters that are just. Anyway, you have a little headache by the time you get to the end of the road, but it's worth it. You got Get the, you some fruit at Fruit of Tulum's. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, I don't really have anything over the top as far as our trip goes. Everything went smooth, which is good. And uh, Porter caught, he won't tell you, but he caught his permit on a graphite rod, Mr. Bamboo. Uh, uh, so he had, his, he had his permit flag at the top of the pole. Yeah. We came back and did the half mass. <laughs> <laughs> so five minutes later, we caught him putting it back up. <laughs> Some Porter, there you go, and he handed us the hat for the Hall of Fame because he's got his first two permit with that hat on. Nice, that nice, nice. So yeah, so um, I guess uh, you guys got no questions for me. I'm gonna move it on to the fun with audio bit with yeah. uh, the fish hawk. So did y'all have a little uh, fun after the fishing every day, or yeah, what's the deal yeah. with that? Yeah, there's, there's yeah, always you kind of grazed over. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. just spent a week you, in you Mexico. Missed, you missed you just, the great part. You talked of the about it like trip. you went to your mother-in-law's uh, house yeah. for the weekend, like. Well, you we can't get into a few margaritas around five o'clock. Right. Uh-huh. We went down to a little cantina, which when you, like we were just all, man, we'd just rather be back at the lodge because it has its own little bar. Yeah, well, and you've already paid for all this liquor and beer, and you're three mm. lots down buying it. It's like, what the hell are we yeah. doing? You know, so. you know. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, Gringo Rojo walking you, in the bar. You are, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, Bud Light. There's one thing you kind of missed, and I, I want to talk about this. Trey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Let's talk about Trey. Well, Trey Waters, um, we we uh, we know him through Kevin Jurgens. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, and he lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. He's fished a couple times. He's still pretty green. He would tell you right now. Green. You know. Yeah. He's a rookie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he has such a good positive outlook. Like the first day oh, I went, yeah, yeah. the first day I went yeah. with him. And he was having trouble because it's windy. It's constantly yeah, yeah. 15 to 20 miles per hour down there. That's cold. And it, yeah. And, yeah. you know, so he had a first rough couple of days. Then he fished with Mike Gifford the third day. Okay. And Mike is down there solo. He pays for single occupancy. And I don't think Trey understood kind of the setup. Because, Mike, why don't, why don't you and I fish tomorrow together? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike's like, okay. He paid, to have, he paid to have a boat by himself. Yeah, that's the half the shot. But Mike was all about it, dude. Mike was really cool about it. He's like, no, I have no, it's cool. It's cool. So he let Trey have the first morning, and Trey got an eat that first morning. Dang. Oh, wow. That's and awesome. uh, he, he basically, you know, when the boat's moving with the tide, the fly's going to the fish, and every time you strip, you're not really getting action on the yeah, fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he so trouts at the it. fish. No, no, the fish ate while the fish while the fly was floating with the tide. Oh, no. But and his hooks that he did yeah. Every time you strip, you're just bringing in slack. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So he never felt it. So yeah. the fish ate real quick, spit it out. So, but the next day, uh, Trey was with uh, I want to say Porter. 
Yeah. And uh, there was a fish with his name on it. Nice. And he held it nice. for the picture, man. That's awesome. It's like, yeah. You can either be a rookie going permit fishing or a pro, and you still know, know what's going to happen. Right. You, know. you just don't. It's the only fish where if you do everything perfect, right. you're still screwing something. The great, the yeah. great equalizer, man. Yeah. yeah. It really is. And it's just. It's no GT, but. Oh, wow. Well, well. <laughs> I saw this video. Anybody see that video of the guy throwing the whole tuna, like a whole, like, decent-sized tuna into a pot of GTs? Yeah, dude. And they, it looked like piranhas, except they're all, like, 30-pound piranhas. Wow. Wait, are you and serious? they stripped this, this tuna clean. And there's like, a pool of blood, like a shark. Yeah, they, they threw this thing in the water, and these GTs jumped it like a bunch of piranhas on Look a it piece up. of it's meat. Look it up. It's nasty. Dude, dude I've seen the one it, the guy it makes, throws out the flip-flop, like a bird. No, this, these guys are at the dock. Like, there's, there's all these GTs swimming under the boats. Yeah. They're all tied up like panga-type boats or whatever. And he's holding this big, bloody, dead tuna up, and he's, like, they're talking in some language, I don't know, and he just pitches it into and the water. And they nuts. Holy, like, if you'd, like, if you'd fall in the water right there, you'd be dead. Like, like they Rob, would strip you clean. Yeah. I mean, it was terrible. It's like Robbie's dock. When you get yeah. in there and throw yeah. something, all the, yeah. everything just goes to that. It looked Except the they were all GTs, and they were shredding right. this tuna. Like, stripped it like, to nothing. But you still don't get it, right? No, nah, I don't really get it. That's not my thing. <laughs> that looks way too easy. All you got to do is tie on, on, on a giant tuna and flip it That's in it. there. I mean, surely you're going to hook one. It'll be at least a 12-weight ride. I, was, all, all I got was people were fishing with the wrong flies. Apparently, a big <laughs> yeah. dead tuna fly would dead be tuna way, fly. Better. 14, way better. 14-weight rod. Just yeah, just <laughs> lob it, man. Like one of those T-shirt air cannons to launch it for yeah, you. So yeah. you don't have to cast it. <laughs> just have a, have a fly hook uh, through its nose and just awesome. drop it in there. It'll happen. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's play this phone with audio. Uh, we called. Basically, the whole point of this conversation is you'll hear it, but any way to mess with the guys at the Fish Hawk, oh, yeah. we do it. So oh, yeah. here uh, here we got uh, so Ronnie was the target. Ronnie was the target. Oh, and this wait. is uh, we're using sound clips from when Howard Stern show had Richard Simmons on there screaming, wanting to talk to the producer, Gary. <laughs> and, so, and Gary Merriman owns the Fish Hawk, so... This is how this kind of goes. Yeah. Oh, All right. Get it set up here. All right. Here we go. <laughs> oh, boy. Fish off. Hi. Hello. Gary. <laughs> so we get a hang up. <laughs> so, so, of course, we. We call right back. That was Ronnie, wasn't it? Yeah. Fish Hawk. Gary, come in here. Pardon? Gary! Hold on one second. Please don't say it. From Point, Alistair, Filson, and Leisha Moe. We have a full selection of stamps and Cloud Vale waiters and boots. Cloudville. Cloudville's been dead for years. Gary, where are you? What's going on? Do you remember when I put those fake tattoos on and I put the little brown wig and the mustache? I'm having a hard time. I are you on a speakerphone? You. Gary. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point, and you won't let me talk and do anything. <laughs> Who is this? Gary! <laughs> Gary, come in here. <laughs> I 
love you. <laughs> What's wrong with you, sweetie? Who is it? Gary, where are you? <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, oh, where it was. So, yeah. I love messing with Ronnie, though. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I mean, we, we called ahead and told Rob, do not answer the phone because we need Ronnie answering. Who is it? Should we, we, should do that. we should do that to Gary, though, someday, too. I mean, just get Gary with it. Or if you can get him on the phone. Well, we'll make that happen. We'll make it happen. Gary! Gary! <laughs> um, so Calhoun is... When's Calhoun supposed to be here? He's here. Oh, he's pulling up right now. Yeah. Yeah. That looks like his, his old Defender. Does he really drive here. that thing? Yeah. It's it's a what is it a defender? Is yeah, the defender, the old diesel defender. He gets worse gas mileage than my truck. Yeah, I will right. oh, let him in, dude. All right, hang on. All right, I'm switching. I'm switching seats. because we only got so many microphones. All right. Oh. <laughs> right th- hold on. I gotta go get the door now. Yeah, I thought Doug was getting the door. Just Doug wouldn't walk. I guess he didn't want to talk to Cal. All right, I got it. I got it. One okay. second. Okay. Doug just got walked off. There he is. Calhoun, what's up, man? What? What? Hello there. Hello there. One moment. One moment. Let me put my uh, my audio devices in. Yeah, you remember how this all works? Yes, I've. Uh, I, we, we've discussed this. I've been on many radio shows, many over the years, of course. Over the years, of course. Okay. So, uh, so what are you doing in town, man? You here um, to see Michael again? Well, uh, I occasionally do do uh, look him up when I'm in town, but no, this particular trip is business as usual. Um, now you guys are cousins, right? We are. We are distant cousins, distant oh, cousins. Okay. Uh, but uh, so that didn't really come up in conversation. A whole no, lot. no, not not many times. Our family lines do cross, but further down the family tree than than one would normally associate with what you would call a a quote unquote cousin. Okay. Um, okay. So, but uh, I'm here on business. Uh, started a new venture. Okay. Um, it's yeah, I think, a, little, let me, I think I got it here. Let me tell the people. Vanderhorst Elite Destination Travel world, Worldwide. Yes, yes, that is it for, for sure. Worldwide. Um, worldwide, yes. We, we, don't, we don't deal with most domestic travel. Um, typically, we, uh, we push out further um, to places. I, I won't bother mentioning places you've never heard of, of course, um, and places no. you'll probably never see uh, unless you, of course, book with us, uh, which is highly unlikely. So, so do you compete with like Yellow Dog and Tailwater Travel? And those oh, shows? oh dear goodness, no, uh, <coughs> no. Um, those those are fine companies, I'm sure. Fine, fine companies indeed for for the average Joe. Um, we service a much, uh, uh, I would dare say, nobler clientele. Uh, some of which are actual nobles. Um, so you you'd be like like Chica Lodge Tarpon Fishing in the Keys would be your deal. With right? Billy Nobles. No, yeah. we don't service the Keys. Oh, you don't either. go to the Keys. No, for for tarpon, tarp, uh, most of our Tarpon trips, which, which perchance I'm here on my way to a Tarpon trip uh, that uh, I've set up for an elite client um, on the west coast of Africa, uh, we will be chasing uh, uh, Tarpon there. Um, of oh, course, okay. as you know, they're the largest Tarpon in the world. Um, Quite special. Oh, quite we special. all know Africa's luxury. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, if you do it the way we do it, yes, it is, actually. Um, Armed guards. Yes, we do. AK-47s around the entire perimeter. Um, we have a moat with crocodiles. And, you know, we don't want any of the natives making a mistake of stumbling into our uh, our property, hence the minefield. Um, you know quite... You, you, he's occasionally woken up in the middle of the night by mines going off, but it's not our fault. The natives know better than to come near our property. Okay. Well, I noticed... You mentioned something about coming by and getting some flood tie gear too. Are you yeah, going to wear yes. it during the trip? Uh, 
Well, no, no, not me personally. We do, we do tend to give out gifts to the natives as we're on the islands. We figured <laughs> uh, some, some, some novelty T-shirts from Charleston would do just fine. So uh, I decided, that since I was coming by anyway, that I would maybe pick up a, a few uh, of, of your shirts. Uh, well, we were, we were just talking about my uh, permit trip to Mexico. Is that like a place, a destination you guys would send people like to Mexico yeah, yeah. for permit? Yeah. World-class no. destination. Not, not really. Um, oh. No. Where, where do you go? It's too crowded. Too crowded in Mexico. There's too in many Mexico. People, too many people in Mexico, yes. Um, there's, a, there's a small island, however, off the coast of Mexico, uh, privately owned island, of course, of course, with about 20 miles of, of custom flats that we've designed <coughs> over the years. We've, What's it called? Um, I dare not mention its name. Uh, we don't want anybody venturing too close. As you can understand, it's quite the Jurassic Park of sorts. Um, <laughs> We keep our permit uh, happy there, and we uh, we fish them once a year, an elite trip for five anglers only. Uh, What's like the price per angler? Uh, oh, Paul, we don't talk about money in public. That's just not polite. Uh, but it, let's just say it's north of a Bentley. Okay, so it's uh, <laughs> it's it's not cheap. It's not cheap, but it's manageable for those with the means for sure. Well, do y'all get do y'all fill these trips up? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Every every trip is always booked solid. We have a, a very staunch clientele of, of, of return customers. I what don't. kind of boats do you have there? Um, well, primarily uh, depends on the the venue, of course, and right, and, the, and, right, the, and the target. Uh, but mostly, uh, we have Hell's Bay custom build many of our skiffs, and we ship them in, airlift them, most of them. Um, to our destinations, but uh, right, it depends. Right. We also have some custom builders uh, okay. that do some custom work for some of our yeah. uh, offshore giant trevally fishing and, and such. Of course. So, so I ran across some pictures Michael had yes. from about 15 years ago, and mm-hmm. I swear I saw you holding a carp. You did a little carp Can't fishing. Can't possibly be. What? No, it was. I saw you. Um, no, no, no. You've been carp fishing? No, it was. Absolutely never was. It was on the Cumberland River. No. You always be mistaken, sir. It I, was in Kentucky. I said good day, sir. <laughs> I heard. Okay. Well, uh, so what's your what's your next? Calhoun, come here. Come I didn't here. mean to. Come here. Anyway. Yeah, no, we'll yeah. just forget oh, yeah. that. It's, it's a bit insulting. Uh, my, my current You're kind of red in the face right now. I, it, it's insinuating that I would stoop so lowly as to fish for a trash species such as carp is, wow. is against wow. my grain, okay. so to speak. Well, where's your, where's your next trip taking yeah. you? Where's the next uh, I, hosted trip? I just mentioned that, Paul. We really need to work on your personal skills. But uh, we'll be on the west coast of Africa uh, okay. fishing uh, a private uh, private stretch of beach that the tarpons seem to really uh, okay. enjoy. Cool. Yes. Um, and we, what, we what kind of boats? And y'all? Uh, that particular place, we, we have the, um, the Hells Bay Neptunes um, that we, we charge forth into the, the larger water there. It's a very big boat, of course, but... Uh-huh. Uh, we, we need that large boat for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, I think I heard a clip from one of your guides over there in West Africa. Let me just find this real quick. Oh, it's uh, rare that we get Oh, well, I didn't plug it in. Hold on. Um, I, I think I heard it. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, that's definitely one of our guides. Larry is his name. Um, Larry. Larry's a gentle giant, very large man, very large man. Larry, he would have made good stock back in my family's <laughs> days on the plantations. But Larry, uh, Larry's loose transition there was uh, topping at uh, 120 feet. Go ahead and take your shot. Uh, of course, any angler going to West Africa should be able to hit one at 120 feet, or else don't pack your rods at all. I like it. So, do you ever just find the simple pleasures of just catching a little bluegill around yeah, the dad's yeah. pond or something like that? 
Uh, I mean, do you ever just kind of do you always have to go big, or do you ever just enjoy the simple? Personally, I if 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 it doesn't bend a twelve weight, I'm not interested. Mm. But uh, really? to each their own. To each yeah. their own. Yeah. I, I don't uh, judge, so to speak. When's the last time you fished around here? Like you and Mike just going out to get some tail and reds? Oh no, no, I would never <laughs> fish with Mike. But uh, I've heard he's. Quite, I've heard cricket? he's. I've heard he's quite good. But you no, you haven't no, been no. on the mud cricket. No, that's much too small for, for my taste. It's well, you know, Calhoun, I was just coming back in from going out to the truck, and there's a couple of uh, Temple Fork cases yeah. in, in your car there. But there must have been leftover from one of my trips with Michael or something. They look like five weights. I think no. you keep those for stogies, right? No. Yeah, well, uh, they do. They the do. Humidors. They do occasionally come in right, handy to right, prop up right. tents and whatnot, or you know, swat mm-hmm. off large insects and in way down loose papers. They're good rods, yes. you know. No, well, you know, for the commoner, perhaps. Yes, yeah. all my rods are hand built in oh. in Argentina by Jose Conseco, not related to the baseball player. <laughs> so, have you uh, have you ever done that that pellet fed rainbow trout fishing up in North Georgia? That whole. Uh, are you speaking of the, so- the Soki? Yeah, or, yeah. Or, yeah. Does that that looks yes. kind of like your style? Um, well, yes, uh, but we tend to uh, only do it to feed the locals. Uh, we, we do spend a week. We bonk them, of course, because that's what they're worth is a good bonking. And then we uh, grill them up and serve up a nice uh, fish fry, so to speak, for the local guides who, who toil away with the doctors and lawyers from Atlanta that come up there to fish for these big, very ugly trout. Um, yes, but no, no, I don't, I don't, to- I don't tolerate it for any other words than charity. Bulbous. All right. Well, hey, man. Well, um, you guys got anything else you want to add to this? Yeah, I was going to say, are you doing this business more for to make a profit or more just for uh, for your own pleasures? Yeah. Um, I, I see it as an opportunity for myself to introduce other people to the fine traveling I've been able to do over the years. And yes, of course, I pocket a little change here or there, but it's neither here nor there. And not that I'm in need of money, of course, but. Uh, it's, it's almost my way of giving back to the world, if you will. Uh, well, an elite section of the world, but the world uh, nonetheless. Or giving the world to the elite. We, yes, there's that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, on that note, let's get him some free shirts. <laughs> well, I'm happy to pay, gentlemen. <laughs> it is charity after all. I'm just going to write it off when uh-huh. I hand it to the little ones. Understood. Yeah. So are you uh, <clears throat> you following the political season or anything like that? You uh, big into Bernie Sanders? Who are you voting for? Yeah. Well, it's not so much who am I voting for. Let's just say I have investments in the political scene, um, <laughs> none of which rhyme with Sanders. Uh, so, no, yes, uh, I, have, I, have some, I have some dogs hunting as we speak and trying to make sure that some certain things line up ac- accordingly to my wishes, but uh, I, I dare not divulge those on the air. You know, you know Donald Trump's son's a big hunter. Yes, I've big, heard. Probably a big fisherman too. Do you yes. know him? Uh, I've have spent some time with with Donald Jr. Yes, uh, definitely. A very kind gentleman. Yeah. Um, nowhere near the drive of his father, but he, he, he is, wow. he's definitely an entertaining character for for short stints. Uh, short gotcha. stints. His mother's beautiful, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. You, last. Are there. you American or do you have some Brit in you? Like you had, what's well, I'm his accent? 100% American, yes, sir. The accent. Mike is, says you didn't used to talk like that, though. Like, is I, that kind as of far like as that? I know, I've always talked like this, and it, it just uh, it it happens, I guess, in travel. One picks up mm. uh, dialects. Mm. I spent many many years abroad, and uh, one tends to lose their footing, so to speak, yeah. uh, vernacularly. 
Well, after the show, we're going to get some beers. You want to uh, get yeah. up? You seem like yeah. a good no, time. No, must run, must run. I appreciate the offer, William, wow. but uh, oh, must okay. go, must go. Yeah. Where are you Many going tonight to here in Charleston? Uh, probably stay down at the Francis Marion, uh, as usual. Uh, I have a, a suite there. They typically keep a line for me when I'm swinging through town. Yeah, yeah. Um, have go my drinks ordered in. I don't like to mingle too much. But, going uh, over to Hall's. Yeah, well, for dinner, of course, early yeah, dinner. Right, right. Get out right. before the crowds come yes. in. Yes, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, glad to have you, man. Yeah, pleasure, Stop. pleasure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just you help myself. You want to stick around for the recording, the rest of the recording? No, I'm okay. I'm just going to grab the shirts sure. I've gathered, and I'm going to okay. duck okay. on out of here, as they say in the southern right. vernacular. And I will see you, gentlemen, now on the return. All right. Good well, to see you. There he is. Oh, my yeah. Lord. There he is. Calhoun. Wow. Always interesting. Thanks, Calhoun. He didn't even pay for a shit. Look at him. No, he didn't. He just you know, totally took that stuff, man. Yeah, I told you, boys. He's a different man. He just shot me the fucking thing. <laughs> He's a dick. Anyway, well, hey, let's end it on that. Anyway, uh, okay. Let's see what Scoop has to say on the live, sh- live spot. and We're yeah. going to come back with a Doug's Thought, Mike's yeah. Trip, and Alex with BTT. All right. <laughs> that guy's a dick. Oh, put the guy down. Yeah, I get more. more This segment of Barely Live brought to you by enthusiastic guy you can't remember. He sure does know you. Knows all your details. Nick? Rob? Terry? Just can't figure it out, but he sure knows what you're up to. Wants to go fishing. Hmm, yeah, I'll give you a call back. How in the world do you know this man? Paul, maybe Paul. Well, I guess I'll put his number in my phone anyway. Oh, it's already there. Enthusiastic guy you can't remember. Till next time. We're starting our plan. He's escaping in the Viper Glider. Jump, catch him. The G.I. Joe Falcon Glider flying high in the sky, sailing through the He's America's fighter, G.I. Joe can fly. He's a real American hero, flying high in the sky. He's chasing Cobra in a desperate race, soaring and diving in a great sky chase. G.I. Joe Falcon Glider and Cobra Viper Glider sold separately. Figures included from Hasbro. Come in here. This is what we call segment three in the Barely Live Sessions, volume 15. Mm. Van Halen. Oh, God. It hurts. It hurts inside. <laughs> that is so offensive. <laughs> I, I know. I know music. <laughs> I mean, it's just like David Lee Roth. I know the rock oh, yeah. and roll. You know it when you hear it. Yeah, exactly. So, well, Calhoun, man, that guy. 
Jesus. Does yeah, he man. realize how funny he is, though? He has no, no idea how no. funny he is. It, it goes right over his head, man. It can he never is. just be, like, satisfied with, like, oh. I went tarpon fishing. Oh, but I'll go tarpon fishing. Yeah. yeah. Constantly, man. Classic one-upper. Yeah, he, he has to be he he has to be on top. Has but there's to people like that out there. there oh, there's tons like of them. He's, He's got a whole business catering to them, apparently. There's a guy named Calhoun. The lords and ladies. <laughs> the lords and ladies. I mean, I know he doesn't listen to this anyway. So it's no. Is we he on that Southern Charm show, Mike? No, jeez. I'm sure he made an appearance. Doug knows all those know. people. They're supposed to be making Whoa. one in Beaufort. Whoa. Oh, great, because there's so many high-class people in Beaufort. Jesus Doug knows all them. Three, Three, four. four. <laughs> 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 well, one you you went to college with the yeah, dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. one of those girls started dating Julian. Yeah, Landon. So, like, yeah. we kind of ended up knowing him just from hanging out with Julian. <laughs> uh, well, not only that, actually, and then another girl that Julian was dating shows up on the show. Are we really this having a conversation? Oh, remember Eli? About Southern on a yes, one too. He did Eli? <laughs> yes, man. We went to uh, uh, anyway. Let's stop before this we is terrible. Sad. We sound like a bunch. Yeah. Of, uh, sounds like a, you want to bring your, you want to bring the wives and the girlfriends yeah, in here. They can talk all about this. So. Real life though. This is actual. I know it. They, were, it's, they were talking about doing one in Beaufort, and uh, they said the producers quoted in the newspaper said it's going to focus around this very attractive Beaufort doctor and her life, and everybody's like. Who the, the hell fuck is, is this very attractive female doctor? <laughs> Why have we not been seeing her? <laughs> Will give us a thought. What do you What do you thinking yeah. about over there, yeah. buddy? Come on, let the people know. Uh, let's see. Internet's been slow today. Okay. <laughs> You're wondering about the sales and the yeah. Yeah, I'm just wanting more sales to come through. You're just counting. Are bills paying bills fun? Paying yeah. bills is fun. Getting ready for board meetings is unbelievable. Oh, Support's nice. been unbelievable. Nice. Thank you guys for all the support. Um, if you need me, I'll up. be over here taking a nap. Uh, they, we're stepping up in the next level. You know, uh, we're doing really well. And, next uh, level. It's all because of you guys listening yeah. out there. So thank you so much. Yeah. I have nothing to do with this, but thanks. We actually <laughs> are. This is pretty cool that we do this. We have fun doing this, and you you look back on the stats. There's like 850 people that listened to the first one. Yeah. Down to like yeah. the last one, I think we about have about 400. So. It's cool to know that people are actually going back to the first one, listening to like all of them all the way through. Like this is the fifteenth one we've done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which we we're doing it probably an average of once every two weeks now, right, just because right, things right. got a lot busier since like oh, November. Yeah. You well, know? we all went fishing, and now and it's yeah. just going to be busy because I mean between the shop, you, know, you guys being busy, and then us fishing, actually fishing. I mean, there's going to be a lot less afternoons where we're going to be willing to sacrifice yeah. a tail and tide to come in here and record and so. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh well, we could be out fishing, but you know. I think we need to do more like on location. It's hard to do. We're trying to plan to do that here at the office. So uh, we do have people that in town call and come by, mm-hmm. and uh, we definitely encourage that. That's always fun. Um, the one call we get that's always interesting and fun is the guy that wants to do the order over the phone. <laughs> that's always fun. <laughs> didn't, didn't I ask you? I was like, why does he want to do it over the phone? You're like, he literally doesn't have internet or something. It, it just, I think it would be easier if I just so, did all this over the phone. What about Taylor's ball? Easier for him. Oh, Taylor's ball, September. Yeah, we yeah. we got to bring that back. Well, we no. got to figure out if we're going to do the Palmetto Brewery or home team. The I, new home I team. don't think Palmetto's going to be there in September. I don't think they're, they're moving. Either. They're yeah. moving out to Johns yeah. Island. It's not an option. Well, then you so. also got we've also got Revelry down there. They could, they've got space. Yeah, for Rev it. could be cool, but I, home team could be really home neat. team and home team pretty I'm much. I'm digging like, the home, home team. Will let Paul do whatever he wants. To yeah, do. they like, will. Home team yeah. loves them some Paul. Well, we put them in our catalog. So yeah, there's that. Paul loves home team. I love yeah. home team. He always likes to sit at the bar. 
I said at the bar. Will is totally just trying to poke me right now. I know. Now. I sit at the it's bar. So ridiculous. I sit at the bar every time and drink Bud Light Draft and like talk to the guys behind the bar. Like that's what you do at home team. It's a neighborhood ball. So, so one time I went in there like the one time I said, oh, "You just want to sit at the bar." Every time it's like, "Oh, you just want to sit." Like I say, "Well, then sit at the table, dude. You want to sit at the table and sit at the table." You just want to sit at the bar. But he all, he wants to sit at the bar just as much as I do. I do not. I want to sit outside. The bar. I want to sit outside. And Paul's always like. Man, the bugs. This is hot. I'm sweating. Oh, no, wait Paul a does sweat a lot. You have y'all give not him been that. to he's the all, downtown he's very spot? Sweaty. I no, no. Oh my! What? Why would we? We've got that one. It's right amazing. There. No, it's huge. It's you it's know why you like, like the downtown spot? The, the same reason we like that spot because it's close to your damn yeah. house. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not close to my house. Trust I want to go see it at least once. You will love. But it doesn't mean I'm gonna go there that often because I can I can stagger home from the one right here. Dude, it's 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 really awesome. I mean, yeah. they, they have a big courtyard and everything. I'm sure it's badass. It's, I got no problem with it. I'm just saying, I'm still going to be going. Well, to we're going to look to do it at the downtown home team for yeah. the. Oh well, there's more space there. Small. You have to. There's not enough yeah. space. That, we'd have to shut down the West Ashley one for uh, to get our people in there. I, I, I think we I need. Think we could. I think we need to at least wear tuck shirts and coats and shorts and flip flops. Yeah, <laughs> well, coats coats will be tough in September, man. It's pretty warm. We had 200 plus uh, last year, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, easy. yeah. It was good. I told our, our buddy that does the food truck. Oh, this guy? Oh, the guy that ran out of this barbecue. Guy? Oh, the guy that ran out of barbecue. Yeah. So I told him we'll probably have 70, Paul's related to him. We can't 75 to 100 people, and he like, I guess he just didn't believe me. I think that's yeah. Paul's other business. He, he ran out like him. 10 minutes into the mm-hmm. the thing, like They're literally gone. 10 minutes. It was out. I yeah. got a sandwich, luckily, but that was about it. Yeah. Well, so I told Doug, Doug usually comes in here with some pretty good thinking thought type Jack Handy scenarios. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know about today. He didn't have anything, so I'm just going to ask him yeah. what's it been like for two months without a boat. Oh, my God. After you've had one for so long. <sighs> now, you had to go paddleboarding yesterday, as a matter of uh-huh. fact. Yeah. Otherwise, uh-huh. you would not uh-huh. have been on a paddleboard. Has it had, have you had to reinvent the way you go fishing? No, but I will say this. I'm getting another boat. There's no way to do it. We knew that. You, we just, you knew that when you sold it. You, you knew you were riding another boat. <laughs> you can't do it. Um, <laughs> you can't do it. You know, I, there have been so many things in your life that you're telling me, like, I'm doing it. I'm just doing it. It just makes sense. And, it. I, and I'll leave and I go, he's not fucking doing that. <laughs> and then, like, like, two weeks later, I'm like, well, Doug, are you doing it? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, the one thing I will <laughs> say, move to Atlanta. I'm moving to Augusta. Yeah, uh, right. Hey, I was pretty, well, okay, I wasn't real serious about that. But <laughs> He's like, yeah, I moved to Augusta, and then we're going to get married. I was like, well, you want to check on that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't have any of that. The one thing I will say is I definitely don't miss having a stupid, ridiculously nice boat. Because oh, yeah. it just, I couldn't keep up with it. It was sad. I mean, I was working so much. You'd get two hours on a Saturday, you'd go out to the driveway, you'd pull the cover off, and there'd be mold everywhere, water in the hatches, old gas in the tank, and you just felt like shit. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm treating this thing awful. So you'd be down with like a like a mud cricket or something yeah. more practical, like well, easier I mean, to deal actually, with. Actually I think I think what I want is just like a I mean, I still want a you know, a skiff. Um, and I definitely want to put my chair back in it, but and for those of you who don't know, I've got this Stupid fancy chair that Paul painted on, and it's by way of Patrick Dunn it's and really, Sailor. Yeah. It's, it's really, really pretty, ridiculous. but really uncomfortable. Anyway, I think it's comfortable as you when you're riding. I think it's perfectly great when you're riding. In it. I you feel like me? I feel royalty yeah. sitting there. Hell yeah! It's, it's basically a mini fighting chair made by Teak. Uh, yeah, Teak, Teak fighting teak, chair. Teak. Very cool. Um, yeah. I think if, you know, I want to talk to like Harry Spear. 
Um, Spearboat Works. I want to talk to Kevin about the Barebows Cayman that they're doing. Uh, Look like at those KOs. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm worried about having enough room to put the chair in there. It's true. Um, it's a smaller boat. You kept the chair. Yeah. yeah Luke. Luke doesn't think that there's yeah. enough room for. The Holy chair. shit! Yeah, well, he's going to get one. He's your. You're, Tell he's, him to come in for. Luke's is going to be here in July. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I'm kind of he's your neighbor. So that. you right, can like right, get in and ride in it. So you know, for any of you guys listening, we would love more suggestions about Doug's next boat. Yeah, absolutely. Now that we're on that topic, send pictures. Yeah, if people please. have if people have any topics <laughs> or ideas that they want us to talk about, on yeah, this yeah, thing, please yeah. let us know. Because yeah, today we were dry. I mean, I didn't really didn't have any really great. Well, ideas we're also just human loser fishing bums. Yeah. We don't always have the awesome things to talk about. So if you got any ideas, send them in because sometimes yeah. we're, well, we are a little dry. Paul and Will are human fishing bums. I was, and uh, now I'm not. <laughs> I'm what are you, Doug? I don't know. He's a businessman. He's an elitist. <laughs> Wheeling and dealing, making the deals, oh, lubing the wheels, lubing, lubing, the lubing the deals. But I definitely do agree that there's no way I was gonna pull off this not having a boat. Uh, would you no, you man. Yeah. I, mean, it's just, it's just, I did it. I had. I was forced to do it for a number of years, and, yeah, and I'm and, and you're like me in that you're blessed with having a lot of friends with a lot of boats. Right. right but the problem is. Right. You can only say, and when you're really busy, you can only yeah. say no so many times before phone calls stop, stop coming. Stop coming. That's and right. That's, and that's, that's fair. Right. I mean, you can't hold that on the people that call you because yeah. they, I mean, if they get no 20 times, right. they stop. You're not number one on the list anymore because yep. you're going to say no. And then all of a sudden an opportunity pops up and you got two hours to go. And yeah. all of a sudden you're sending text messages and you're saying, it's not hey, fine, but they're all, they're all full. Everybody's full up. Yeah. And Plus then you're that happened, guy. You're that guy walking around with his hand out at the yeah. curb like, hey, anybody got a dollar? Anybody got a dollar? I need a dollar. That happens here a lot, though. We'll get. Call. I, I get texts all the time from people like at one o'clock. We've got like I just can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude, I mean, we're in out. the fishing business. We can't fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a nice thing about having the boat sit in the driveway. Like, there's that two-hour window that pops right, up, and you've right. got it. All it is is five minutes for me to hook that sucker I up, know. and I'm rolling. Yeah. You know, and it. And it, you, know, you can always, almost always find somebody to go with right, you. Right. But there's something to be said about having a really simple bare bones boat. Dude, the mud cricket did so it's, great. Yeah, it did so perfect, great down the keys. Man. I was it's really perfect. surprised at how well it did. And, yes. and I, I've been really happy with that boat. And there's nothing to it. There, there's no electronics in it. Right. There's no nothing. Right. It's a plastic gas can, a 25 horsepower motor. Yeah. You drop it, you fish out of it. That's yeah. all it's for. And it takes five seconds to scrub it off at the mm. end of the day. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, for me, it's perfect. I, I love beautiful, nice boats, but I'm with you, man. I just don't have the time God. to put into keeping one Mine nice. Was getting so if I had a nice up. big garage yeah. where I could park it indoors That's all the time, like, all different things. Like Badger, Badger's got the garage. He keeps his van. Because well, then you just once you spray it off, it's yeah. not going to get nothing bad's happening to that yeah. thing sitting no, in the garage. So it's, it's fine. It's you know? yeah. But, yeah, I agree. Well, leading, sorry, uh, UBS guy finally showed we up. We should brought our. Yeah, boxes. what was that? It was two returns. Two. Re- well, one was a return. One was uh, dealing with. Uh, a reorder that they had to send something back in order for us to send something out to shop. But um, this UPS guy kills me. I mean, he's so well, erratic. Couldn't he's get so him erratic. In here? He always comes in. He's always complaining like, ah, damn, it's so hot. I, 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 <laughs> but it's either nine in the morning I, or yeah. four. And he does not. It, apparently, UPS cannot leave packages out of business. They can't leave them. So right. they have to uh, leave a note. So he leaves notes when we're here. Like, we'll come out, and he's writing a note, going to leave. And this time I come and get it, and he's apparently got a guy with him, and I just hear him cut out the fan, and he goes, uh, Flood Tide Company. And he goes, uh, oh, you Mr. Puckett? No, I'm Mr. Rabbit. Oh, okay. Hey, y'all live here? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't live here. The best, though, is when he gets here at 10 in the morning. 
And he pops in. Like, we're like the first delivery. And he'll open the door. Man, I can't find your boxes. Like, <laughs> why didn't you just wait and come when you knew the boxes right, were existing? Right, right, like, he right. knows we're on the list, so right. mm-hmm. he literally climbs through and over boxes. Here it is, man. He, it's, it's amazing. I think you just he's like, climbing on boxes. He, he won't let me get near the truck. I don't want you to get hurt. He likes boxes. Yeah, I think that's cool. <laughs> hey, yeah. y'all need to get him a like a hat or a shirt or something. Well, I got a random thing that happened in the glades. So we're we're fishing down in the glades. I'm gonna talk about the whole story later. Oh, but this is a random yeah. subset okay. story okay. that I'm, that involves Paul Puckett. Um, we're, we're we're in the back and germs and them like we were sleeping on a chicky in the back and um, we had just got back to the chicky and, and we're getting set up and. Uh, we were going to fish for some rollers that afternoon, but it was kind of that, like, I don't know, 4.35 in the afternoon, kind of oh, yeah. little siesta. Everybody's restocking on food and shit. And uh, germs them come rolling in. They're like, hey, man, there's some boys going to be coming up here in a second that we met in the back of this creek. Like, they were in the back of a Wait, random backcountry creek, and they pulled up, and there's like, oh, shit, there's a boat in here. Well, the boat is a beaver tail little micro, and it's run by a dude from Augusta, Georgia, huh? who oh used word. to do the. Uh, he was with another guy that was like really quiet, mainly because of the, the amount of weed he was smoking. But he uh, <laughs> he had worked on the fly fishing like film Augusta. tour for a while. And I can't remember this guy's name because I'm terrible with names. So I apologize. Chase. He his brother lives here in Charleston. He lives in Augusta. Um, I forget what he does for a living, but he um, he does something in the fly fishing. But he knew you, like he knew your name. He's like, you know, y'all know uh, Paul Puckett and. You know, me and James are standing there. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we we know Paul a little bit. You know, huh. we lived with him for a couple. So wait, of years. you don't remember this guy's name? I can't, dude. I'll... Oh, Mike, come. On. Oh yeah, yeah, because I'm the guy who remembers names. Like, oh, have, have, I, have, have you ever come to me like, hey, what's that guy's name? Like, I've ever given you a good answer <laughs> about that. Now I'm going to be calling all my all my guys in Augusta. Like, well, his, his brother apparently lives here, and I didn't know no. his brother. Like, they somebody knew his brother. Like, one of the guys, like, oh yeah, I know so and so, but I didn't know his brother. But he has a little beaver tail, blue beaver tail micro. Huh. And these boys had like they'd been fishing all day, but and they were coming out the next night but yeah they were we, we sat there and they chatted with us on the chicky for a little while but just random things that happened yeah and, and for those of you who don't know like where we were at in every small world yeah. yeah i'm 25 miles by water to the right. nearest human establishment which is flamingo which is 35 oh, miles by road way. to homestead which is a shithole right. so like it's a long way from people to like run into somebody to, from home. Your yeah, home. <laughs> and, to, and to run into people that know everybody you know, it's a real yeah, weird thing. It, is, right. it was almost a buzzkill because you're like, I came here to not know people. Oh, <laughs> right. you know? But they were really nice guys. That's crazy. They had a rough day that day, but they were they were doing all right. So. Well, speaking of tarpon country, let's call Alice. Yeah, yeah, BTT. Oh, She'll know all about that. Will you ready? Yep. Willie's gonna dial it up. Oh yeah, I forgot we gotta kind of. Hello. Hello, Alex. It's Paul Puckett. <laughs> ginger Bear. Hey, <laughs> you're with uh, the other Ginger Bear here, Michael. Yeah. Benson and Will Abbott. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. how we doing? How's it going? Doug's here, too, but he's out. I don't know. He just walked away. I guess he doesn't like talking to you. He's, got a, he's got a pee like an old lady. Not. All the time. Well, uh, hey, thanks for taking a little time with us. Uh, they're yeah. They're at the BTT. Are you in the office today? I am in the office. Our, our magical, our magical, beautiful sunny day. Are magical things happening in there today? There's a lot of magic happening. A lot of magic. Well, no, you, I, I just wish I was fishing, but you know, can't well, fish every day. Well, speaking of that, when's the last time you went? Uh, I actually 
actually went out this weekend for the first time in a while. So the time before that was down in Mexico, same spot that you were at. But um, I went out Saturday and Sunday this weekend, and it was, as it has been pretty much all season, blowing 20 on the first day and about 35 knots on Sunday, yeah. which was which is interesting. And we saw a ton of tarpon on Saturday, and made what I thought were great shots all day long. And we, you know, probably 200 shots and we hooked two fish. Yeah. So, I'll, uh, yeah. Mike, Mike here just got back from, uh, Everglades slash Flamingo slash Keys. So he, uh, yeah, we were, we were fishing, uh, West coast on Saturday morning. Um, oh, okay. on the West coast of the that? park down there, we had, it was slick, man. It was greasy in the morning. Um, we had, uh, we had hundreds and hundreds of tarpon rolling everywhere, and, and we ended up, uh, we boated one that was probably about 50 pounds-ish, and then uh, I put a big girl in the air, probably about a 90-pound fish, put her up, and then uh, missed another one. But, yeah, we had, we, they were rolling everywhere. They were feeding, but they were just, I mean, it was, it was crazy. We had fish everywhere, and then we had to, we had to roll out uh, back to Flamingo that afternoon. So I didn't fish Saturday afternoon, but the wind had picked up and got sloppy by that point. But, yeah, I was driving, yeah. I was dragging the boat home Sunday, and it was blowing like, hard to keep my boat and rig in the same lane on the highway blowing. It was, uh, I wasn't too sad yep. about not being fishing that day. <laughs> so I feel you. It pain. Was, I mean, there were no other boats out at all. And at a certain point, you know, we didn't really see any fish and it was just hard to hold the boat. And, and we all looked at each other and we're like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> yeah. right hey, yeah. hey, Alex, being, uh, living in Miami, I know you spent some time in Key Largo. Where do you, where do you typically go fishing most of the time for tarpon when you uh get the chance to uh i fish all over i keep my boat in key largo so it's pretty easy to just uh run up and and fish the ocean around there and um you know i love fishing back in in flamingo that area um down as far as marathon key west kind of just depends you know who who i'm fishing with and what the what the weather looks like and everything else, what the fishing reports are. So I'm I'm kind of all over, but mostly mostly up up in Key Largo, and then um, if I you know out of tarpon season, I, I fish a fair amount up in Biscayne for permit, bonefish, whatever else, whatever else you can throw a fly at. Well, cool. Um, obviously, like we mentioned, you work for BTT Bonefish Tarpon Trust. So, what are some what are what's y'all's typical like agenda, like if you were to say we do one thing the best, what would you say it is just for people that might not know too much about it? You know, I think our, our biggest kind of goal that we have right now is to help manage the flat fisheries and, you know, our kind of tagline that we use a lot is healthy habitats equal healthy fisheries. And, you know, I think it's such a simple thing, but it, it is very true. And we've seen, I know you guys were talking a little bit recently about all the stuff that's going on with the water in the state of Florida. And we've, we've started focusing pretty heavily on that lately because it is a huge issue. And it's one of those things that we really need anglers and guides in the fishing industry and everyone to, to speak up about at this point. But, you know, we use, we use science to inform management decisions and, and help manage the fisheries and the habitats in the best way possible so that the fishing is preserved for the future. And obviously we focus on bonefish tarpon and permit primarily as our you know focal species, but we've done work with snook and barracuda recently and really anything that's 
flats fisheries related. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, like I said, I was just spent a week in, um, I spent a week in this, in the back country down there and we stayed, uh, well, actually one day we got forced to stay in uh, fiesta and then the uh, key cause of the, the fire in the Everglades this past week. But, um, the rest of the time we were out front in Florida Bay for two days. We were in the back country for two days, uh, fishing the West coast. And, and one thing I noticed and, and had a problem with was, uh, the amount of, uh, dead turtle grass, um, that we were encountering, uh, behind Flamingo. I mean, there were just rafts of dead grass everywhere. Um, not, I mean, I'm not trying to deter people from go there and fishing. Don't, don't get me wrong. There was still plenty of fish around. We found a lot of fish. It was, it was okay. But you know, how is, how is that from a scientific standpoint, uh, what would you say are some of the factors that are contributing? Cause I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people. They've all mentioned that to me. But I mean, what are some of the factors that are contributing to that turtle grass, you know, being killed off like that? I, I know salinity is an issue and, and some other things, but what are some of the things that uh, BTT is looking into that may contribute to that? Yeah, so it's interesting. I um, I was actually fishing, I think it was late July back in Flamingo with my friend Dave. And, uh, you know, it was so bad and it, it was just the beginning of that major seagrass die-off at that point. We were about a week before it really became an enormous issue and everyone was talking about it. Um, but we were back there and he has a little tiller motor on his uh, micro skip. And I mean, we had to stop every two minutes to clear the prop because there was just as far as the eye could see mats of dead seagrass floating on the surface. Um, to the point that, you know, we, we literally couldn't get the boat through. And, and looking into the water, I saw a number of bait fish, particularly, and shrimp that had started dying. And you could see them underwater, you know, gasping for breath, basically, which is horrible to see. Um, and it only got worse after that. And, and the big issue with that was hypersalinity. Um, not enough water over the summer. You need a certain amount of fresh water to keep everything in, in balance, essentially. And not enough fresh water was getting down to Florida Bay. And that's kind of, you know, a really critical issue in Florida right now. The way that, you know, the traditional freshwater flows were have been completely disrupted. And so not enough water is coming south to Florida Bay. Too much water is going east and west into those estuaries and when you have so little fresh water reaching the south and not enough rainfall it creates that issue and you know large-scale seagrass die-off is a result of that and unfortunately it takes a long time for that to come back so you know now people who are back there are seeing a lot of flats that are just completely devoid of seagrass of bait fish and you know the bigger fish need food so they've moved to different places so it is it is a huge problem yeah i mean uh we saw we, you know we still saw tons of seagrass around and and, and there's still a lot of life in most of the places that we checked but we did at one point we came out on a, a particular bank um near a really famous tarpon spot and we decided that afternoon to just kind of hang out on that bank and look for some rollers we weren't far from where we were camping the night and um you know, we, we drifted into this area and it, it went from like lush, you know, that, that Florida Bay carpet of seagrass that you're used to seeing if you've ever fished in there to a desert. I mean, we drifted across a dead zone and there was mud and no fish and no tur. I mean, it was just bad. And it was like that for a couple hundred yards. And then it got back to some seagrass, but it was, it was really disheartening. I'm glad to hear that you guys are looking into it and trying to push. Um, and, and we've encouraged folks over 
the last couple of weeks and, and different shows to, to push and call senators and, and email people and, and try to get um, get that water flow issue resolved. But, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty disheartening to see. I mean, having seen it over the years uh, as healthy as it could possibly be and then see this kind of uh, deterioration, if you will, was, was disheartening, um, to say the least. So. Yeah. No, it is. It's, it's tough. And, you know, I mean, the good news is people are starting to pay attention to it. And these issues have been ongoing. And I think, you know, a number of situations have led to some serious issues that people can really wrap their heads around. I mean, there's nothing more powerful than some of the pictures that are coming out right now of the dead seagrass of, you know, up in the Indian River Lagoon, the, you know, massive numbers of just dead floating fish. I mean, it's kind of hard to tear your eyes away from that. And our hope is that, you know, people will not just see it, say something and then move on, but really keep the pressure on because that's the only way that we can, you know, get get the solutions in place. And, and the solutions are there. It's just a matter of implementing them in a timely manner so that the problem doesn't get worse. And like you said, I mean, there's still plenty of great fishing in the state of Florida, but it is, you know, it's a huge industry. A lot of people rely on it, and it's important to preserve it for the future and, you know, for kids, grandkids, and all that. Hey, Alex, I got a question. This is Paul. Back to Paul here. Um, sure. So my, as far as my interest in BTT, um, aside from what you guys do and how awesome you guys are, are at what you do, I want to see someday all the different trackings you guys have done of these tarpon. It, will that ever be public knowledge? Like, let's say the year 2010's tarpon, where they went, where they started, where they were, where they were tagged, where they ended up going. I, I understand why modern times it wouldn't be good to release that because you can see fish in certain spots, whatever, but will, will you all ever release public knowledge as far as where these fish were tagged and where they went to and like what their year's journey was? No, it's a good question. So we've, you know, some of the stuff that, that is out there are kind of general tracks, way zoomed out. Um, you know, there are a number of problems with us showing exactly where tarpon go because they get into certain inlets at certain times of year. And, it, you know, it's not good for the fish for us to release that information. Okay. And yeah definitely not good for our relationship with guides yeah. <laughs> okay because because like those patterns yeah. are pretty similar pretty much year in year out well so that... yeah i mean there are a lot of there are a lot of places that tarpon will go to congregate and you know we stopped doing the satellite tagging a little while ago and we actually just launched um a tarpon acoustic tagging project um nice. and we're going to hopefully start tagging tarpon with these little acoustic tags really soon um, and the advantage to that is there's already an array of acoustic receivers all throughout the coastal United States um, because, I mean, I'm sure you've seen some of the other cool things that are being tracked, but there are a lot of different scientists who are tracking all sorts of different species. And all of that stuff helps with fisheries management for all these different species. So we're going to do these little acoustic tags. They're actually a lot less expensive than satellite tags. Um, they last a lot longer, and they're, you know, they're just much, much smaller tags, and as fish swim by any of these receivers, they'll get picked up, and so we'll know exactly when the fish swam by and, you know, what the moon phase was and all of that stuff, um, and that'll provide really interesting information about how tarpon are moving and how many tarpon are migratory versus, you know, have home ranges, because we know that not every fish 
is migrating long distance, and some fish tend to be more homebodies. Um, so it'll be really interesting, and we're doing a similar project with permit down in the lower keys using acoustic tags as well. Um, so we'll have a lot more information on that, and, and we've had a number of recaptures of, you know, fish that we've dart tagged. We just had two permit recaptured in the lower keys, and it was really interesting because one of them was tagged 120 miles away in Biscayne Bay, made its way down to an offshore spot in the lower keys and was recaptured there about a year after it was originally tagged. And another one was recaptured two and a half years later on the exact same flat in the lower keys. Wow. wow. So, nice. you know, all of that information is, is incredibly interesting and it helps us inform management decisions and understand fish's movement pattern. I think uh, I actually so saw... Pretty cool. My, I think my buddy Don Gable, the fish you were talking about, was caught on the same flat with the BTT. Yeah. He was yeah. the one that, that caught that. I think flat. I saw that on uh, on his little Instagram thing the other day. He said he caught it like 100 yards from where he originally tagged it. That's amazing. That like, same yeah, angler caught it and tagged it. It's incredible. Yeah, which is incredible. And, yeah. you know, we, we fortunately have the before and after picture of the fish. And, I mean, the fish is enormous now. That's it was cool. an amazing cat. Um, and, you know... So we, we learn a lot about how, how much they grow and how much they move, and it's pretty amazing that a fish like that ends up in the exact same place two and a half years later. Well, along the lines of that question, Doug's got a question here in a second, but I'm going to ask one more. Uh, what's the wildest and longest journey, if you can tell us, that a tarpon's taken from when it's been tagged and where it was yeah, that's a good found one. and uh, called in? Like an outlier. Yeah, yeah something oh, totally random, like something you would have never imagined. Yeah. There really, there haven't been any significant outliers with tarpon. I mean, I wish I could say that there was something just totally amazing with that. Well, that's but, probably good, um, though. I mean, that's, yeah. Well, you know, we know that they can migrate really long distances. So some of them do, some of them don't, and a lot of them have. But there's really not anything that's, you know, totally mind-blowing. And for me, I think it's more interesting when you get a, a fish like a bonefish that we know typically doesn't move very far when they travel really long distances because that, you know, that, that gives you more information about those fish. And, mm -hmm. and we had, um, we had a bonefish in the Bahamas actually that I think it went about 140 miles round trip to spawn. Wow. Um, and those are fish that tip, they typically don't go more than right. about a mile from where they're originally huh. tagged and they're very significantly home bodies. But we know that they go these really long distances to spawn and you know, it's, it's incredibly interesting information, and we've used that to work with the government in the Bahamas to create national parks to protect spawning locations from development because it's at oh. the one location year after year, then that tells you how critically important protecting that one location is. You know, something I've always been curious about, and obviously, you know, I'm not asking you to dig into specifics of location or anything, but, you know, my first encounter really with tarpon was probably gosh i think it's been like it's been like 16 years almost but you know i i was around buck grant and like you know Cayo costa and those areas and with all the pressure that i've seen just in that small amount of time i've seen it you know increase every year and i've been curious you know i know the fish are still going to these spots but have you seen a decrease in how much time they spend in those spots because of the it's fishing hard pressure. to say. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Fishing pressure is, is definitely an issue in a lot of places. Right. Um, 
I think it's a little hard to say because none of this tracking is is really real time tracking. Gotcha. Um, okay. yeah. But the thing that will be interesting is in a place like Boca Grande Pass with the acoustic tagging, we potentially can set up you know a camera there that mm-hmm. will show us when Boca Grande Pass is filled with boats, right. and we'll have acoustic receivers strategically located at the mouth there. So we will actually know if the fish that we tag in there are, you know, moving outside of the path when a ton of boats are present or something like that. So we'll have a better sense at that point of, you know, how much are they affected by this? I mean, there certainly is an effect, but it's, it's a little hard to say, you know, it's really, yeah, yeah, it is is a little hard to measure. Yeah. Nice. Well, Hey Alex, thanks for uh, spending a little time with us. It, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. When we call people like you, it makes us look smart. <laughs> so, oh, come on. Uh, looking forward to seeing well, you. Sarah and I are looking forward to seeing you in June. So, uh, yeah, it should be fun. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get into some fish. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks again. And we'll talk to you soon. And uh, maybe you'll listen to the show and check it out and share it with your your fellow comrades. There, there. yeah. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. And thanks for the bourbon, too. Yeah. (laughs) Alex Woodson, BTT. There she is. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Well, that was all right. Well, hey, Mike, let's uh, take a little break and come back and talk about your trip. We we need a break before we go into this. Um, The people have spoken, and they need a break. We've all spoken and need a break. We'll we'll get a little live spot from, from Scoop. That was some informative radio right there, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we can talk. Was, we can talk to her for four oh, hours. Oh, four hours. Yeah, yeah. Or four. And I'm not, sure they'd be happy to talk to you too. Probably via email more, more. Yeah. But please talk to them. Send them messages. Yeah, absolutely. They'll give you all their information. They're all good people. They've got info packets they send out on their work. Talk to them. Donate some money. See where it's going. We'll be back. This segment of Valley Live brought to you by attorney Frank Hersmith. Maybe you did it, maybe you didn't. Maybe no one needs to know. Well, Frank Hersmith is just your man. Whether you want to avoid jail time or just a simple long arm of the law, call Frank. He'll take care of you because he's not telling anybody. Frank Hersmith, attorney at law. For those who want to avoid the law, check him out at avoidthelawonceagain.com. Back to you, boys. Now stay tuned for the amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk. A bad guy poses as Spider-Man and goes on a crime spree, but can he fool the Spider-Friends next? Tonight on Different Strokes, will Willis be voted prom queen? Then on Jennifer Slept Here, Jennifer says yes to an old flame, but will she say I do? Be there. I do believe this mailbox is addressing me. <laughs> McDonald's Happy Meal. Hamburger. Soft fries. All regular size. Now that's what I call special delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Skiing? 
gymnastics? When you buy a McDonald's Good Sports Happy Meal, you get sports games, cutouts, even sports quizzes, plus a surprise inside. Four different Good Sports Happy Meal boxes at participating McDonald's. Turn the music off. They, they Dude, were Robert Earl Keen is the really best. Oh, I'm gonna smack you. Might not so seen it 25. Times. That was Robert Earl Keen. No one noticed I got that one right. Well, I've seen it 50 it. times. That was a Terry Allen song. God, man, God. Wait, I well, wear my cowboy boots. Was it real? Hat and I go see Robert Earl Keen 50 times. I mean, it was Robert Earl Keen. Yeah. Who was the guy that was married to the Dixie Chicks? Um, the oh, singer that's so that's good. Uh, uh, Robinson. Charlie Robinson. Charlie. Ro- is it Robinson? Robinson. Robinson. I say Robinson. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Robinson. Well, you're from Texas, so you can do that. I yeah. can do that, man. Yeah. You can do whatever you want from Texas. I like some Bruce Robinson too. Oh yeah. Who the hell is Bruce Wait, our good brother. Paul's chewing on his stick your mouth on that. There. <laughs> this is why we don't share microphones with Paul. Yeah. If I had a rubber hose, I'd beat you. I do have a tendency to tickle my beard across mine, though, because it feels you, really like, good. Hey, you literally do that? Like, tendency to do it? Wait, I have I to ask a question. It's something you it said earlier. Good. Are there really 400 people downloading this? Almost every show gets at least three or 400. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's talk about it. Let's look at let's look at the stats. Okay, let's look at the stats. Yeah, I mean, it gets it's weird. Like it looks like the old ones keep growing. Like yeah. the original yeah. one has like eight hundred yeah. people. <laughs> First one's at eight seventy two. We're gonna have a party when that one hits. 000. Oh, well, yeah, that's, oh yeah, yeah. We'll have us a little y'all hear that throwdown. Six ninety six for like the weird one with the baby smoking cigarette. Wait, what? Yeah, that was like one of the first ones. It's, we, this is 15 shows in, man. We've been doing this. It's funny. You'll have a like lot. a six. You'll have like a 500, and the next <laughs> one will be 700. Yeah, it's weird. 600 for the fat dude in the bathtub. Yeah, that one kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. 675, <laughs> um, 793. Oh, the grandma. Second to last one. Yeah. So this one with the dude pouring milk on himself. We got an email from a girl in Canada saying, next time y'all use that photo. You should at least ask my permission or credit my photo. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how she found it. Yeah. How did that even pop up on her feed? Uh, how does Flood Tide Barely Live pop into her? Better question. How did you respond to that? I, I go, yes, I'm sorry. And I put it, I, I, we both put it like a little. Oh, and how is that a photo that you're going to like, yeah. you're going to trademark? Like it's a fat guy pouring milk on well, himself. If you actually I go mean, back to her photos, I mean, it's actually, she has theoretically, a we could do that out in the parking lot right now. <laughs> we yeah. can recreate we, that. We just need we to got no, we just need we, a fat guy. We got, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. Sort of, all we need is milk, Paul. <laughs> we just need to call Jeremy. I'll we do got it. a fat oh, guy too. Oh, all we all we need is some milk. We've got plenty of fat guys. There aren't a whole place. lot of skinny people around here. Shut up, Joe. Or Joe? Joe, I just call you Joe. <laughs> Joe, Joe is where Doug Joe, says Joe's he needs to lose thirty pounds. Joe, well, he got married. <laughs> yeah. You wait, you wait, and man, Teddy's gonna come out. You don't oh, don't worry, now. it's already. This coming. is where Doug says I still gotta lose thirty pounds. Jesus, I'm, I'm so scared of getting married mainly because I'm already fat, and people tend to plump up after they get married. You know what I, I said over, over, anyway. I over my eat, wedding? I do eat good, dude. <laughs> everywhere we went over the wedding, I'm the chef all in I said was, "Does it come with fries? Does it come with fries?" It's a good question to ask. I'll take it. I like that question. I mean, I literally gained. Is there, is there like a wedding tin? 
I think there's a solid like a freshman fifteen. Freshman, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's yeah, like that with twenty. Women. So before we, but your the, wife's like a crazy fitness freak. Yeah, she yeah, runs she all is. The time and does they have no sugar weeks. Oh, they have weeks of no sugar. Wait, Kelsey. Has I could, I could give up. Weeks. I could give well, up sugar you do too. To no, I fair, just have ones where I go, yeah, babe. I could give up. I could. Give, <laughs> <laughs> I could give up sugar. I really. I'm not. I don't have a sweet tooth. Uh, I cannot give up carbs or salt. I can't like, go. That's up, never going. I salt ice cream. Man. I put salt. I'm on never salt. giving up. I, I, <laughs> oh my I, God, ice, ice cream or Haribo gummy bears. Last Have night. you ever read the reviews on Amazon for the the, the, the sugar free ones? Oh, Don't they give everybody explosive diarrhea? Oh my god, it's the funniest <laughs> thing you've ever read. Like, just, go, just Google Amazon reviews of Haribo sugar free sugar free gummy, gummy, gummy bears. It's the funniest yeah. shit you will ever read in your life. These people, all these like these <laughs> stories of like these stories of horrible diarrhea, like explosive diarrhea. It's, a, <laughs> it's awesome. Anyway, so last night uh, we're having dinner, Sarah and I. Uh, Sarah like she loves cooking, so it's always she's a she's damn a fine damn cook. cook. Yeah. I get yeah. it. And there's like dinner ready, and so she goes, "I'm sorry," and like we're finishing up dinner, and she goes, "I'm sorry that we never have like cookies and cake and ice cream." I go, "I'm not," because I would see how quickly I could eat it all. <laughs> I don't like if I have cookies or ice cream in there. I don't like uh, just dude, like I'm not you good at like it a out portion. For a couple that days, girl yeah. can cook. She, she can. can cook well. I well, mean, so can Kelsey though. Yeah, like, Kel- Kelsey's I mean, not as good as Sarah. The Sarah well, they, they're just different. They're, like, they're, they're different. Sarah's kind yeah. of a. A classic yeah. home country home cooking. Country cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey's really good with like you know she's really good with sauces and like you know yeah. turn, turning something that wouldn't be good in something For that's sure. amazing. Joanne's yeah. actually a really good cook. I just never give her the chance to try. Like <laughs> I cook all the time. Like I cook everything, and it's not like that she can't cook. She can do it well. She's yeah. a very good cook. I just cook everything because I just I, I like to cook. I can't help it, man. Well, I, you I don't seem to have it. much to say about this. Um, <clears throat> I'm reading the gummy bear reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Will's kind of the soundboard. Can you guy. give us a highlight? Can you give us a highlight from it? <laughs> yeah, Sugar-free gummy bears. Here it comes. <laughs> uh, these bears are very bad, <laughs> very very bad. I doubted the authenticity of the majority of these reviews, so I took it upon myself, as a man of science, fueled by curiosity, to see myself or how bad these things really were. It's been 15 agonizing hours since the first gummy bear entered my body, and I'm typing this from a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much every one of the reviews. Uh, I do. Are you still going? I do have a good, uh, like, found on the internet yeah. segment uh, that was forwarded to me. And y'all might have heard this, but a guy was selling his boat. Yeah. And this is recently, too, on Craigslist. Are you ready to be fucking awesome? Be the king of downtown ease from the captaincy of this 19 foot Carolina skiff, an upgraded Yami. Four stroke and Sandless Prop gets her on plane faster than a fifteen year old in the backseat of Daddy's Buick. Oh. <laughs> there's a there's a custom T top, not because you'll want shade, but because it looks rad. Only wussies get on the water and get out of the sun. The modified V hole keeps you cruising. The ICW bigots the woman on board. Soaking wet. Oh yeah. Anyway, I gotta read one more. Is that one. like purple rain? I've got all the service records, but wet. let's be honest, you don't care about how well the engines are maintained. You're only taking this bitch from the ramp to Mason Burroughs seven Saturdays a year. You can make great memories on this beauty, but if you're doing it right, you won't remember a goddamn thing. <laughs> anyway, it goes on. The whole point is that oh, well, I'm sure he did. sold the boat within a day. Oh, know? easy. All right, Mike, tell us about your uh, yeah. your trip, buddy, and then we're going to yeah. get into Richard K. So he's around somewhere. Boat. Has Richard gotten here yet? I don't even know. Uh, who cares? Nah, he'll show up when he'll he show here. up. He's actually really timely, that guy. You told him we had beer, right? Yeah, that'll that'll bring him running. Yeah. He, um, he always comes in and grabs seven and just disappears. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, what does he do out there? I never. Just sits on the porch and drinks beer. 
Uh, yeah, so went to the Everglades. Me and my buddies have done a trip to the Everglades, uh, Flamingo area, typically, um, every year for the past four years or so. And um, so we left, uh, what did I leave? I left Sunday night at about, I want to say, 8 o'clock. Roll down. We get all the way to the gate at the Florida, you know, Everglades National Park gate outside of Homestead at 8 a.m. on Monday morning, and there's a line of cars backed up, which is a bad sign. And there's a ranger talking to every one of the cars. So we come in. Ranger comes up to the window. A fire has broken out in the Everglades, and it is burning uh, towards the road up against. It's all water. It's no, grass, a lot of, a lot of grass. <laughs> no, and this one broke out up in the upper end, the, what they call the pineland section. So yeah, it's yeah. pine trees and stuff. So it's burning through the pines. Stupid so, Paul. Yeah, it's burning through the pinelands, and it's burned up right against the road. And and that's to get to Flamingo. There's only one road. It's 30 miles long. Shoots right through the middle of Everglades. It's one road. So they're like, oh, park's closed. I'm like, well, when are we going to open up the park again? He's like, well, maybe tomorrow. Just come back and check in the morning. I'm like. I just drove 780 miles from Charleston, South Carolina. Like, Jeez. I kind of need a timeline or, or something because we got to make a plan here. And he's <laughs> Maybe like, tomorrow. he goes, well, just check back in the morning. It's no big deal. We'll, we'll see if we can get her open. And I was like, you're not answering my question. Like, you're not being real helpful here because now I'm I'm 700 miles from home with no plan and a gate that's closed in front of me. So <laughs> this is meltdown. We man. pull we pull over on the side of the road. Loose outside. Should have told you. Yeah, and me and Germs and sorry folks, uh, park closed. My buddy Germs and, and Luke are behind <laughs> us in their rig. And so we all pull over on the side. Uh, the two, our two rigs had gone out a day early, and we had another group of guys coming down, another uh, truckload of guys, or two guys in a truck, coming down the next day. So we pull over on the side of the road, and we just have a powwow, and we're like, okay, well, what are we going to do? You know, we got to make a plan. So we Here. decided on the Keys, because from there, the Keys is only an hour and a half, puts you in Isla Mirada. Yeah. And so we were like, let's just get the Keys. Now, all of us had stayed. I had been, I'd fished out of Sugarloaf a few times, and there was a campground there, and and we'd stay down there. And that was the only place we really knew in the Keys, even though it wasn't great timing. So we get on the road, and we start pushing towards Sugarloaf, which is going to be about a two-hour drive, and um, maybe two and a half. And so we start plowing out to the road, and I start calling everybody I know, all my contacts in the Keys. I called Don Gable, called uh, Baker Bishop, called all my friends. And Don didn't answer. He was out on the water, which makes sense because he's a really busy guy. Um, but Baker did answer, and I talked to Baker, and we had just gotten onto Long Key, which is just south of Alamada. Yeah, yeah. And Baker's like, where are you at? I was like, well, we're on Long Key heading towards Sugarloaf. He's like, turn it around. He was like, you, I got some info for you. So we went up stayed at Fiesta Key, which is on the north tip of Long Key, just one bridge over from South yeah. Matacumbe, yeah. which is the yeah. southern part of uh, Isla Mirada. And, he's, and we stayed there. as a KOA campground. Um, it was nice. I won't, I won't talk bad about them. I guess I could. But they gave us like four rules to follow in the campground. We broke all of them. Because we didn't like their rules, yeah. um, but uh, but we stayed there and Baker gave us some intel on some some spots, like some well-known spots. I'm sure he didn't give us any secrets or anything, uh, but I'm still not going to divulge them on the on the radio waves. But he gave us some spots and we went and checked those. And, and the first night we were there, first afternoon, ton of tarpon, like crap ton of tarpon. But a lot of them were laid up deep and they just weren't really yeah. happy tarpon. Yeah. We got a couple of leans, as they say in the keys. I got a couple of leans, uh, but we didn't get any fish. We just didn't manage to get good and drunk. And then uh, the next morning. Went and fished for some early morning stuff. Didn't, saw a couple, but didn't see much. And then got back to campground about 10 a.m. Sorry, because the, the park opens at 9. Right. But we couldn't get anybody on the phone because they're all like, I, it turns out all the ranger stuff were in the park, like checking the fire and all that. Right. And so about 9.30, we get a phone call from our boys on the road who had 
James had literally called everybody in the park until he got like the private number for like this guy who was in charge of the fire. And the guy, the first thing was like, how did you get this number? <laughs> like James had called so many people that they were like, just, just call this guy. Okay. Just give, so the guy was like, it's me again. The guy was like, how did you get this number? But, oh, okay. I'll tell you what's going on. So James is like, park's open. So we roll, we pack all our shit, roll right. up, get in the park. The first two nights we spent out on Johnson Key Chicky. Um, there's a Chicky in the middle of Florida Bay uh, off of Johnson Key, coincidentally, just north of Rabbit Key Basin, about uh, about eight miles southeast of uh, Flamingo and about 20 miles northwest of Isla Mirada. So right in the middle of Florida Bay there. Um, I tell you that without any reservations uh, because I didn't know it was there, and, and, and you wouldn't either unless you looked it up. But uh, you can stay there if you want. We slept there for two days. It is. It looks like somebody washed it, like whitewashed a fence, but it, it's cormorant shit. Um, the oh, thing God. is coated in a thick, and I mean thick layer of cormorant shit. So much that the park leaves a brush there, so you can scrub the deck to get some of the cormorant shit off if you're going to sleep on it. Fuck that. Um, the brush was gone. We found a broken handle. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where the brush went, but the handle was busted off. And um, but there is a, a portage on there for you know bathroom facilities. And it sits about 11 feet up off the deck. We stayed there for th- for two nights uh, over top of the cormorant shit. You're not allowed to stay on chickies for more than one night, but we kind of did. Um, and, and we had a good time. We, we chased tarpon on the front side, fished Oxfoot Bank, fished uh, all those famous banks out there, the Rabbit Key Basin, and did some stuff. Saw some tarpon, but once again, they weren't really happy. And we, and we were around a lot of other flats boats, of course, because guys run up from Isla Mirada this time of year all the time. I mean, yeah. It's like a train of boats coming from Isla Mirada every morning, uh, guides. And I never saw anybody put one in the air. I didn't see one jumped. I didn't see anything of all these How boats. How far is that run from Isle of Mars? Is that like 20 it's miles? It's a 20-mile run. To okay. say Oxford's about a 20, 25-mile run. Okay. So about an hour ride. Mm. But they run it all the time. It's yeah. nothing, you know, Those boys are running 200s on the back of those Mavericks. And shit. They run, are they really? Yeah, they run 50 miles an yeah. hour the whole way on a calm day. So yeah. it really takes them, it takes them about a half hour to 45 minutes to make that ride. But uh, fishing was slow, and um, I had issues. We were talking about the turtle grass earlier, and she was talking about her prop getting fouled up. Well, well, we get fouled props here when we fish in the grass sometimes. But there, I had all these cavitation problems. So, like, my motor kept cavitating and cavitating and and I knew it was cavitation. I could hear it sucking air, and I knew what was going on. But then I would stop, and I would check my prop, and there was nothing on it. And then I'd go a little 100 yards further and, and then back off again. So then I started doubting myself. I'm like, this can't be cavitation <laughs> because I would have seen something on my right, prop. There would be right. a reason for this. Um, it, I got so freaked out to the point I thought I was throwing a lower unit or something. Right. And Which I've thrown lower units and they don't act like that. But when you're all panicky and everything, things don't really work out in your head. So I ended up wasting half a day. I, I, I limped back to, to Flamingo, put it on the trailer, drove to Miami to a boat shop. Well, it's South Miami. Like, there's more homestead than Miami. And talked to the boat shop. And as soon as I got there, I started talking to the guy. And he's like, so what's going on? I'm like, uh-huh. He's like, turtle grass. I was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Like, oh, I have grass. I understand cavitation with grass. He's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. Turtle grass. And I was like. It's broken loose and floating. Yeah. It's all over the place. And you're sucking it And it's it so in. thin. Yeah. I was like, well, I, don't, yeah. I didn't see any grass on my prop. He's like, you won't see it. He goes, but it does it. Yeah. And I have a factory Yamaha prop, which I have to reprop this thing. And factory Yamaha props are not weedless. They do what he called a whale tail prop, which like Mercury does a raked prop, and most other companies have a raked prop. They spit it out or cut through it, but Yamaha props don't do that. So anyway, I waste a whole day just to drive to Homestead for some guy to tell me that turtle grass is my problem. (laughs) Drove back. We fished the next day. You know, just dealt with it at that point. You just have to stop and put it in reverse and all kinds of crap. But then we went into the backcountry. We took about an hour or two, got into Mingo, took a hot shower, stripped the boat of all the gear, repacked it with more gear, 
and then dropped in Buttonwood Canal and ran 25 miles into the backcountry and slept on a chickie back there close to the West Coast, um, set up shop on a chickie there, and fished the West Coast for two days. Uh, once again, found a bunch of tarpon. Um, first two days weren't really good, but then on the third morning, um, before we had to leave, got into a mess of tarpon. I mean, we were out front of one of the famous creek mouths, and yeah. um, it was flat calm. We're in about seven feet of water, and, I mean, as far as I could see in either direction was boiling water with tarpon. They were rolling, tailing, cruising, nice. slapping, eating mullet every once in a while. Buddy Tucker managed his first tarpon on the fly ever, uh, about a 50-pounder, nice little fish. Who, who was it? Tucker. Tucker. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He got about a 50-pound fish. I, I put a big girl in the air, about a 90-pound fish, like which is a good fish. Not yeah. a huge fish, but that's it's a good, good fish. fish. That's yeah, a that's manageable fish. Yeah. yeah, she went airborne on me and, and shook the hook in the middle of the air, and then I hooked one accidentally. Uh, I was I left my fly in the water um, about 20 feet in the water just because I, we were getting such quick little pop shots that I wanted right. a quick little water load to just kind of flip the fly in front of yeah. a roller in front of us or whatever. And uh, it got real heavy. And I thought Tucker Poland had put his pole on the fly or something and, like, <laughs> you know, had, I was dragging my fly down. Yeah. So, like, I, I kind of turn halfway around and, like, start stripping to try to get the fly off the pole. And then it pulls back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I It was a tarpon. It ate it 20 feet behind the boat, yeah. like, dragging through the water. I was trolling yeah. for tarpon, essentially, at that point. But, um, but yeah, it was good, man. The boys, uh, Germs and, and Luke, packed a canoe. They actually, in their ginu, tied a big-ass canoe to the back of it and drag it, drug it all the way up Buttonwood Canal wow. and up into one of the uh, no-motor zone. Germs 1977, you can see the pic. Oh, my God. He's, awesome. yeah, that's on Instagram, yeah, that's Germs really 1977. But he drug this thing all the way up to one of the no-motor zones, and they like pushed their, their uh, ginu up into the bushes and hit it and locked it to the, the mangroves. Then paddled up the no motor zone and fished for snook and some baby tarpon there. Paddled back out, got back in the ginu, chained the canoe up for like two days in there, just left it locked to the mangroves, yeah, yeah. and then motored back to, and, and hung out with us and fished the backcountry. And on the way out, stopped again and went back in with the canoe again on the last day and wow. fished before they came out, which was a pretty damn cool plan. And I may have to get my hands on a canoe and do that next year. I got one. But uh, I'm coming. Yeah, but it was it was a great trip, man. I mean, it's one of those things where like. We enjoyed ourselves thoroughly. I, the fishing was tough. And, and honestly, until that last morning, that last morning we were fishing once again around some other guides that were fishing that same kind of famous area. And everybody around us was putting fish in the air. I mean, guys were jumping fish. We were jumping fish. Like, you could tell there was something different going on. Like, those fish, we'd seen fish the whole time. They just weren't eating. Like, it just wasn't happening. Um, but these that that morning it just went off. Like, those fish just all of a sudden decided, hey, we're going to eat flies today. Yeah. And so everybody around us, you could hear everybody, woo! And you see tarpon jumping. It was just a really cool morning. Um, and it's that's just a cool trip in general. And I, I highly encourage like people to go out there. I'm not going to sit here and tell you exactly where I was and what I did because that just would ruin the experience. Like I, I highly encourage you to, to buy a Forest Service map and buy a Top Stop map and do your satellite research homework and drag your boat down there, drag your butt down there and put it in the water. Um, tarpon season or wintertime is even better. You don't have to deal with bugs. I mean, right now I look like I got some skin disease or something from all the bug bites i have on me but if you go earlier in the year the bugs are not bad the fishing can be just retardedly cool um it's somewhere you have to see and it's something you have to do granted do it safely do it with all the right equipment pack your you know seriously have a, a e-perv or some form of location device have of a e-perv electronic but have have some form of safety equipment and have a plan and have a float plan and and, and do it right but um, but go do it, man. It was it was definitely a cool trip. We got we got a little buzzed on the on the chickies every night, and 
I don't think I'll ever stay at Mingo again. I think I'll be in the Chickies from now on. You'll find Mike bugs or no bugs. I'll be out there on those platforms. Michael man. on the Chickies, dude. It was it was so cool just to be that far away from human beings for a while and still have your boat, you know, just tied up next to you. So you wake up in the morning, you walk off. Essentially, you're sleeping on a dock. So you wake up, you take two steps, you drop onto your boat, and then you and you're gone. You're tarpon fishing or snook fishing or whatever kind of fishing you want to do that day. Um, definitely a cool place, man. Very cool place. All right. Michael's trip. There it is. There it was in there a nutshell. Was. Not a lot of fish, but a whole lot of fishing. Well, Doug is saying, well, we're about to get Richard Caso in here anyway, so yeah. we're about to be done with this. Doug, uh, when you're done using the resty, you got any last thoughts for us, Doug? You're about to leave us. Yeah, boys, I got to go back to the office. Do you really? Yeah. yeah you're going to go going officiate? On. Yeah, I got to go finish up some deals. Okay. Perfect. Leave it them. It has been really, really good. Spent some time with you guys. Well, I'm glad you were here. Tell yeah. the people just how much you appreciate them. Salt laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more than you'll ever know. More than well, you'll right, ever we're, know. Well, we're about to get Richard Case in here anyway. Oh, so yeah, we're he's out in the parking lot, by the oh, way. Oh, well, yeah. tell him. Just, will you tell him to come on in here? I will. Okay. We'll see you guys next time. He's really in the parking lot? Yeah. Okay. Come on. Um. Well... Yes, Paulson. You ready to do the intro song? Yeah, as soon as Richard Cato comes in here. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right, Doug's going to get him. See you, Dougie. See you, Doug. Richard! What, what are you doing? He knows what he's doing, man. Jesus, he's changing his pants. All right, he's coming in. Okay. All right, see you guys. Mail sack, mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack. Mail sack, let's all go inside. Mail sack, mail sack, why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. Richard Queso's mail sack, brought to you by Richard Queso's apartment made jams and jellies. That's right, everyone. Richard Queso makes the finest jams and jellies right in his own apartment. You can get blueberry, raspberry, strawberry, maybe even huckleberry. There's all berries all the time at Richard Queso's apartment-made jams and jellies, a part of Queso Corp. Back to you, Richard. Well, hello there, Flood Tide fans. I'm Richard Queso, and I'm back once again to answer your questions. I'm excited to be here as usual. Good to see you, Paul. Good to see you, Will. Thank hey, you for the beers. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you been doing out there? Oh, I, I, well, my pants was a little bit dirty from the fishing. I had to change them on the front porch. Yeah. So I hope you don't mind. They're hanging on. I, I made a little clothesline. Don't worry about it. I'll take it down before I leave. Don't I saw worry you hanging out with the UP, our UPS guy. Though. Oh, good friend of mine. Good friend of mine at UPS, man. Uh, yeah, he's always, he's always got some funny stories from his truck. And you know, ball sweat and stuff. It's weird, but I enjoy him. He's good. Hey, it's always good to have friends that can carry packages for you, if you know what I'm saying. So, anyway, we're gonna get right into my mail sack. Let me dig on down here and tickle the bottom, see what pops out of the top. Okay, well, you read that. That's that. That first one, I think, is like a reply to something you and we'll, Will and I will read the other emails. Okay, I'm gonna. Oh, so yeah, this is the reply to one of my answers. Oh, it's always so nice to know that people listen to when I answer their questions. So, this all be fun. So, it says, uh, this is from Preston Ayla. Oh, I remember Preston from a couple weeks ago. I remember Preston, his brother in law. He was, he was, yeah, he was a guy with a brother in law. So let's see what he has to say about my answer i think i was a little hard on preston perhaps but here we go dear richard 
Thank you for that large piece of humble pie that you served me last time. I obviously make up for my sub-mediocre fishing with expensive apparel and belittling those around me. Being such a bad fisherman, I'm always looking for an edge. Last time I was out, I hadn't caught a thing, so I reached into my bucket of old Richard Queso brand chicken cream and rubbed it on the fly I was using. I immediately started catching fish. Do you consider that cheating? P.A.O. From the elitist douche Preston Ayler. I didn't put that in there. Preston put that in here himself, so don't think I'm calling people douches. Uh, well, no, no, Preston. I, I assume that you had Richard Brand's queso uh, red chicken cream on your boat so that you could ale, you know, cure your ales and whatnot. And if some of it just happened to fall onto the fly and smell delicious to a redfish, well, that is not your problem. I don't see that as a problem at all. Sometimes, you know, you got to tickle the senses a little bit on fish or else they ain't going to eat nothing. So, you know, uh, yeah, a little chicken cream. I use chicken cream on my hands all the time. Otherwise, I wouldn't be selling it. So I, I'm sure in the course of a day, uh, me handling flies and such that I'm just rubbing some of that red chicken cream on there and it, it is delicious smelling it smells just like fried red chickens so I'm assuming the redfish obviously like chicken just like we do so yeah no that's not a problem Preston and, and I'm sorry I was hard on you but you really should be nice to your brother-in-law that was, that was just a, a moment of truth between two brothers you know kind of deal so yeah that was nice and you guys said you were going to read the rest of them so I'll, I'll let you tickle my sack if you want to Paul alright alright here we go Richard, what is the cast-to-catch ratio of fishing with a tank top or no shirt at all? What do you recommend? Bill Simpson from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Well, hello there, Bill. Well, the first thing I would recommend is that if you're uh, from Oshkosh uh, and you're coming to fish, uh, I'm assuming in saltwater uh, because nobody wears tank tops in Oshkosh ever because it's cold. Uh, I would first off make sure that you had the appropriate sun cream because I know you're white. The only reason you're from Oshkosh, you're the whitest man probably ever walked the earth. Uh, one of Scandinavian whites. So make sure you got a lot of that thick cream on. Uh, after that, it really just comes down to casting mechanics and sometimes fabrics on your shoulders and whatnot will cause a little problems with the cast. And just ask LeBron James about the jerseys and stuff and messing up his three-point shot. That was a big thing on ESPN for a while. But yeah, uh, I, I prefer to go El Natural. Uh, if I can, I, I have no clothing on at all. Uh, I feel like it hinders my casting motion when I'm trying to put a fly in a specific spot. Of course. So, you know, when now, with clients, that's a little trickier, uh, but I'm not usually fishing with the clients, usually, so I can leave my clothes on. But, you know, I would just get all stripped down. As long as you got good sun cream on, you know, hey, it's all fair game out there. You just get naked, you know, uh, nothing like, you know, fishing with your rod out, if you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, just I go do. ahead. And, yeah, do. you yeah, do yeah. know. Yeah, so uh, I, if you ain't got to wear the tank top, it's not like it's helping you at all. So just go ahead and take it off. Go, go bare-breasted, man. Just let it hang. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, all right, Richard, I got l- one last question. All right. Tickle the sack good now. Let me just get in here good. Tickle it. <laughs> says, hey, Dick, was that you easing in on my spot yesterday when I had clients? So, go up on flies, huh? I've got binoculars from Nunya Jones. Yeah, hey, Nunya, how you doing? If you got binoculars, you know, zoom in real close so you can see what I'm doing right now. You like that? Does that look good to you? Yeah. Uh, no, that was probably not me. And if it was me, that means you were in my spot and I was merely claiming it from an intruder. Uh, don't be fishing my spots. You know, you got binoculars, all right. That's how you found that spot. You saw me fishing it last week and you come back there to fish it. Well, Richard Queso don't play that game. All right, Richard Queso don't play that game. Richard Queso takes his spots back. And yes, I might have put gulp on my flies. That's none of your business, none of you. There you go. Well, man, accusing me of taking that, my that, own that, spot. That does it right there. I that thought. I thought. Good it was Lord, 
It's okay, Lord. bud. It's you okay, put Richard. his binoculars down. He's going to see something he don't like. <laughs> well, all right, Richard. Appreciate well, it. Well, it's good to come in, Paul. And I do love answering all yeah, these questions. You're not leaving on a bad note. I'm not leaving on a bad note. I'm getting all happy. And ha- I, I, I heard Michael's fishing down there in the uh, down the Everglades. They'll be real happy. I'm going to have to go down there and try some of that red chicken cream on some Well, tarpon. someday maybe you should come in and listen to the show instead of hanging out in the parking lot. Well, you know, partying or whatever. You hey, do. man, I just I, I I got a lot of work to do. I'm a busy man. I'm a busy man. But I, and I realize everybody out there is a busy man or a busy woman as well. But uh, hey, take us a little time. Send us a message. Send a message to Richard Casa so I can answer your questions. Send it to uh, uh, floodtideco.com info at floodtideco.com or you can send it to the Facebook page at floodtideco or you can send it to the Barely Live sessions on the Facebook and just title it something around the lines of Richard Casa. I'm sure we can figure it out. It'll come in one of those venues and the boys will put it inside my sack and we'll jiggle it around and see if it pops out of there the next week if you do that just like these fine gentlemen that emailed me today other than the guy that has his binoculars up you will get 20% off of a single order of flood tide purchase uh, gear that could be t-shirts belts stickers pants button down shirts they got all kinds of stuff these days before you know it they'll be selling boats so just go on there get you 20 percent off make you an order and uh you know and then come on back again and keep buying stuff when you like how much you like what you got from us so uh all yeah that's right. it rich case is out all right rich 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 Queso, there he is the queso oh okay well, i guess that's all we got yeah i guess that's, that's it, it. Richard is gone now. I think he's tearing down that clothesline out front and getting his clothes off. (laughs) It was a little disturbing him being here with no pants. I'm not going to lie to you. Now we got to look up a weird picture to make for the cover. (laughs) That's the next chance. Yeah. All right. All right, boys. Thank you. I was literally shocked.